my own beer on draft in my house. It is like <laughs> the like ideal situation. And yeah. I wish I could drink it more because I feel like I rarely drink. You know, for someone who makes gallons and gallons of beer isn't a year, I rarely isn't the drink. Way, isn't, isn't that the yeah. way it works, though? It's like you know, eventually those people, they, they do so much into it. It's like, oh, I can't even drink. I can't even enjoy my own work anymore. <laughs> You're like the starving artist. Hey, it has nothing to do with that. It's just that, like, if I'm working late or most weeknights, I just don't, you know, I don't sit down with a beer. It's just not something yeah. I do. And yeah. I try to on weekends, but, like, I mean, the past two weekends, I've been so busy that I didn't drink anything. You know? Yeah. Actually, last Saturday was, like, the end of this really big push at work, and uh, and we got everything moved out of the old house. So we did stop by a brewery and did some outside thing because was the, 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 this brewery over in Montgomery County has a really big property and all their tables are like 15 feet apart from each other. Oh, that's and good. Yeah. It's like really, I feel really comfortable there. Right. And because we went there like an hour before they close, there was no There's one there anyway. There, yeah. Uh, because it's not like a, it's not like a bar where you have hundreds of people there. It's yeah. Closing time. There was like three people there, and they were so spread apart because all the tables are fifteen feet apart from each other. Right. It didn't even feel like we were in the same area, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that's good. It's yeah. I really hope they come up with a vaccine soon. and We can get back to normal. Yeah, really. Uh, I mean, I, I did I find out. Uh, did find out, and you guys were both like this. You can actually rent out a movie theater at Cinemark for a hundred bucks, <laughs> and it's for twenty people. For how long? For like a day or just for, for like a movie? I think it's for the movie. So oh, okay. they have a list of movies and they have like, for new movies, it's 150. But for like older movies like Ghostbusters, Jurassic Park, like they have Back to the Future on there. Yeah. They had a bunch of movies that were 99. And then you can actually bring in your own DVD or Blu-ray hmm. and they'll play it. And I was like, well, 100 bucks and 20 people. It's up to 20 people. And yeah. I was like, and it's your own personal movie theater for two hours. I was like shit That's yeah cool. i was, I was yeah. looking into just getting a projector and an outdoor screen so we could just like yeah hey you want to show up and sit in the the yard and watch a movie that's, go that's ahead just, that's what we've been doing yeah it's it's been super yeah it's been you can get them both relatively cheap and it's been super convenient for us yeah we 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 got them priced out and the ones that we want we're just waiting for prime day in a couple days and then, uh, yeah i understand <laughs> or, get or, or, it? ever <laughs> since you mentioned that trick like where it was like I would dump something into my cart and I would delete oh, yeah, it, yeah. but I would leave it on my <laughs> wish list. Then all of a sudden it was like, "Oh, this popped up for a lightning deal. Do you want this?" Like yeah. I knew it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've done that before, and it's worked for some things and not other things. But yeah, you, yeah. It, I, I don't like that that type of uh, predatory. <laughs> well, it's like the, the, it's like wait, all those websites do it where they tell you. <laughs> that you're saving 75% on this item. But then when you actually go see it later, you're really only saving like 10% right. yeah. during that lightning deal because it was never yeah. 70, I, uh, you know what I mean? It yeah. was yeah. never just, that, it's, that retail cost. Yeah, it's it says its retail price is $80, yeah. but it's yeah. never been $80. It's more like $50 and then it's on sale for 40 yeah. or whatever. So like I, Wayfair I had get... this huge sale recently. We bought a king-size mattress and... Mm-hmm. and you know the sale price was reasonable. It was like seven fifty or something like that. Mm-hmm. And but it said, you know, that the non-sale price was twelve hundred and fifty. So it's like, oh shit, you're saving five hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Now a week later, two weeks later, when it's not on sale, 
the sale price, the non-sale price was like eight eighty, and that's still a great discount. Right, but you never, you're never discount, see that. but it's not yeah. that. It's not yeah. like five hundred dollars, right? right? And and they do that all the time with that. Like they kind of pressure you into buying by right. by. Like, oh, it's such a great sale right now if you don't get it. But then yeah. if you wait a week, yeah, it'll cost you an extra 10 bucks maybe, but it's not the end of the world right. for smaller cost things. For right. the mattress, it was a good deal, and I'm glad we bought it when we bought it because it saved us, you know, 150 bucks. But Just don't <laughs> look at it ever again because you're going to get rid of something if it's cheaper than that. Yeah, yeah I don't really. You're like, son of a bitch, I should have waited another four <laughs> years. I mean, mattresses are mattresses. They right. are expensive. Yeah. And you sleep on them for a while and. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that whole entire thing's a racket. I think that what they say that like sixty percent of mattresses are controlled by like two or three companies. Like yeah, sixty percent of the world, like sixty percent of the mattresses <laughs> in the United States are controlled by like, most three things companies. are controlled by like three it's companies. The, man, yeah, it's like yeah. the mattress mafia. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're gonna do uh, this movie on. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Mattress we already monopoly. did the, yeah. we, we did it's the like, maple syrup one. That's yeah. that's exactly what's going on, man. It's like the founder. Run. It's like the founder, except it's for mattresses. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. it could be a, a classic Netflix Netflix uh, docu series. <laughs> about the mattress mafia and yep. how Serta owns the world. <laughs> We're all sleeping on like reused ones that are found in the streets. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> I mean, just, just take chop the them fabric up and off put them in and the refabricate. We're good, right? Yeah. I don't know what the, the problem springs is. are. Always good. I mean, you know, yeah. bed bugs can't sit on those mattressopoly. That's what I would call it. <laughs> mattressopoly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's right. the... <laughs> Maybe we should. Uh, actually talk about the movie we're going to talk about tonight instead of uh, Matrosopoly. (laughs) 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 I do love it. I do love it, Bob. And if it's in the cards... Let's go. We're, we're going for it. <laughs> we're going for you it. come up with documentary, we're just not going to pick any other answers. We're just going to go documentary, Matrosopoly. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Uh, that's fine. So our listeners may have noticed that Sam is not with us Again, well, he's not dead. Second week in a row, he is not dead. No, no longer with us. Our little little buddy is still alive. He's just uh, really busy with work and life, and um, we have Bob back to fill in. Uh, Second time, second time guest, Bob. That's me. And I know we asked you this for our Patreon bonus episode, but um, (laughs) (laughs) you want to you know update our our. The people that aren't Wyatt, <laughs> what, what's been going on, yeah. and then in your your neck of the woods for uh, you know since the last time you were on. I mean, just just like uh, everybody else, um, I was on lockdown. Uh, I've I've been essential like going back and forth to work because I I can't work from home. But yeah, it's other than that, it's been pretty much it, for a while. There it was work, you know, work, come home, sleep, rinse and repeat, and. For a while there, like I can't believe that's October already, and it's, <laughs> we're coming in towards mid October. Like yeah. I'm just like, holy shit! <laughs> Time is a construct, man. This yeah, thing, it doesn't even matter anymore. No, we're just free flowing. Yeah, it doesn't I, uh, even matter. It's like holy shit. <laughs> I have a, a watch that I had inscribed on the back that says "Time and is is a, an illusion." <laughs> Uh, but this watch is real. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely, it definitely feels, it definitely feels like that because it's just like they're just like, oh yeah, you know, 
they're like October, you know, October 2nd, we're going to have a meeting. And I'm like, October 2nd, when's that? And they're like, tomorrow. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what the, I thought it was July. Like, <laughs> so, Bob, you have a podcast that we talked about before already. So I don't want to really get into detail. I just wanted to mention it again since we're having you on. Um, what's it called? <laughs> I it again. I remember you did it. Um, it's called the. It's called the complete geek. The complete geek. Com- completer geeters. Yeah, the completer <laughs> <Yeah>. geekers. <laughs> the complete. No, that's gators. kind of a play on things because uh, one, you're talking about completing games, and two, yep. you're talking about completing con- uh, collections of things. Yep. Uh, and then you are complete geeks yep. on your own. So it it's yeah. kind of a triple play on word there yeah, with the. With the complete, yeah, I part and and especially since like I've had curveballs thrown at me because we talk about like television and stuff like that, and then I realized that my one co-host uh, Toast, he's really big into, uh, he's really big into reality television. <laughs> so, Does he complete like, that yeah. too? Yeah, so he's like trash reality <laughs> TV, and so like there's times where he's like, "Oh, I watched this," and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like of all the things, like really? And so I'm like, "Can you fill us in?" He's like, "Oh man, this episode's great on Love Island." Like yeah. what? Uh, my, uh, <laughs> Melissa watches that shit too, yeah. and um, I didn't say this to her, but I'm, I mean, she's one of our listeners, so she'll hear it now. <laughs> Because uh, she's, she's hearing you, <laughs> she's probably the, hearing me from downstairs. Right, yeah, right. Uh, but the other day we were watching this uh, documentary series on Showtime called uh, "What's It Called?" Love, ooh, love after lockup. No, love <laughs> con, love, love fraud. Oh, and it's about this guy who um, it's like a four episode series. It was pretty interesting, mm-hmm. um, and it's on Showtime. Uh, it's about this guy who, you know, married like 10 women and yeah. stole a bunch of money from him and done a bunch of shit, right? Huh. But like at one point, one of the women that he frauded, uh, her husband, current husband, who she left to to get with him and stole 80 grand from him and to give to this other guy all this stuff, like her ex-husband still wanted her back and got back with her. And Melissa's like... Uh, you know, would you get back to me if I stole eighty grand from you? And and I was like, "There's a lot less horrible th- things you could do, and I would never talk to you again." <laughs> like, that's like she's talking about that like it's nothing. Like she took yeah. five dollars out of the dryer. Yeah. Like if I stole eighty grand from you, would you still love me? No. If my no, wife put my hat on her head, I would leave her. That's, right. that's, that's how low the bar it's like, is. It's like <laughs> test me, test me. You do not wear right my now. Hat. You get out of here. Yes, <laughs> I was just thinking in terms of the really bad uh, reality TV. Yeah. I if think I'm, if she watches another episode in Teen Mom, I'm never going right. to talk. It's like, it's, yeah, it's like it, it's like if I went brought home McDonald's and didn't get me anything, I would definitely have my shit packed and ready. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where's my cheeseburger? Oh, at McDonald's, cool. I'm gonna go live there now. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I mean, she is great. I, uh, you know, I actually had to leave the house for work today and I was mm. running late getting back for our recording and she made me dinner, had it ready for me when I walked in the door and that was really sweet of her. No, that's awesome. But she also watches Teen Mom, so she should go to hell. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, like, so with me, I've been the exact opposite. I've, I'm starting to go through all of South Park again. Mm-hmm. And it's like even it's just it's creepily. It's super eerie how relevant a lot of the episodes are even from like 2005 2006 2007 it's like 
you're just sitting there watching them. I'm like, God damn it. Like this just fits perfectly. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many episodes where I'm like, especially like now with, you know, the way things are now in terms of like people being more politically correct and cancel culture and everything. There's definitely times where I'm like, well, they definitely would have ended after this season. They definitely would have ended after this season. Oh my God. Like they would have been immediately banned. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like some of the stuff they say, you're just like, even me, I'm mouth the gate. Like, Oh my God. (laughs) I think that, I mean, South parks become relatively immune to that. I feel like with their, with, it's the reputation they have. Yeah. But it, was, it was vulnerable. Like when it was early, like in the nineties and like yeah. early two thousands, I mean, but now it's, it's part of the, <laughs> the natural, the, 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 yeah, the world, the world we live in. <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, I think the best thing they probably did and I have, and I don't know how things work over at comedy central, but like they released the movie a couple years after they went, went on. Mm-hmm. And that movie was just fucking amazing. Yeah. Right. And it's <laughs> like the best, south park related media in my opinion and yeah, i haven't watched all the seasons but that movie was just so fucking perfect yeah. that it just solidified that yeah. that franchise is something that it's, is worth investing and, in and right? it's and it's funny too because like especially like in the earlier seasons like and it was like right until you got up to the movie it was like that's when you know you knew it was like it was something good and it was like oh you know it's a bunch of just going to be a bunch of fart jokes and things like mm-hmm. that. And then you get to the movie and you're like, holy shit, like this thing has a better soundtrack than most musicals. Like they, like, they changed know, like, the Oscars for that. Right. And they, yeah, they, and they have an animated category now because right. South Park was going to win best musical. Right. <laughs> right. And so it's like, and so you have that. And then, yeah, especially with hot hits, like shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. <laughs> yeah. And blame Canada and all blame that shit. Canada. It was and great. So it's an awesome soundtrack. But that's when you, that's when like South Park really like pretty much, I think they sort of knew that they had to branch out for more than like fart jokes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's just like episodes started getting progressively better. Mm -hmm. And so now like, you know, I'm in the seasons now where there's a lot of episodes, like the whole entire, uh, one of my favorite episodes is the, uh, is the baseball one where the kids don't want to play baseball or something. Yeah. So they try to lose the series. And it's just, that's when they brought like Randy into the forefront and he's just that drunken dad that always wants to fight somebody. <laughs> and he's in Mexico fighting. He's fighting. He's fighting the guys in Mexico and he's being arrested and he's just screaming. I thought this is America. Is this America? <laughs> and it's like, no, you're in Mexico. <laughs> and then he's just, when he's fighting bat dad, he gets up. He's like, Hey, bat dad, I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> and he's just drunk as shit. What are you gonna do? It's it's <laughs> when they started getting into that kind of stuff and started going like you have the ones that go super off the rails, but then it's like when they were having those episodes that were like semi steeped in reality, and the writing just started getting so much better. And especially the later seasons, like the most recent seasons now, are just I don't know some of they're some of the best episodes. It's like you're 23 seasons in, you know, you've been running since what 1997, mm-hmm. and your best episodes are actually in the latter half of your series. I mean, the pandemic special came out and I couldn't stop laughing. It's <laughs> I really, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I haven't been, there's a lot of, there were some jokes that were referencing the canon of South Park yeah. that yeah. I am not familiar with. You got to see like, like the last couple of seasons. I don't to, understand yeah. what is going on. It's yeah. still funny, but so, a little disconnected, so, right? So yeah. Randy owns a weed farm. Randy goes to China to try to sell his weed 
and Tally's working with him. And that's how uh, South Park got banned in China recently, because they were like, Tally's sitting there talking to Randy. He's like, you can't sell your weed here. He's like, just say it. Just say it. He was like, what? He was like, say fuck the Chinese government. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> fine, fuck the Chinese government. And this yeah. is the whole height of the Hong Kong thing. So China banned him, and then they fired back on Twitter, like, oh, President Xi, please don't ban us. We really care if you ban us, oh, great lord and savior. <laughs> 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 and then, you know, President Xi looks like Winnie the Pooh. So, yeah. of course, they put Winnie the Pooh in, in, yeah, the, episode. in, the, in the episode. And yeah. so, yeah, in the later seasons, they're all, like, big overarching plots. Like Yeah, like, the know, last, like, yeah. four seasons or so, they're more, yeah. um, uh, no longer, like, episodic. It's more serial, where the episodes before are part of the whole season-long yeah. narrative. So, like... Yeah, if you if you miss a couple of the jokes and stuff like that in the pandemic special, it's like you just watch the last couple seasons, you'll catch up. Yeah, you're not you're not going to be super lost. It's, yeah, yeah, I wasn't super lost anyway. Yeah, and I, right. I mean, like contextually, I got it. Randy right. Bean Farm, and but there's yeah. but he there's went some to China and fucked around with Mickey. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if any of that bat or or. Was that bat stuff not in the original episode? No, it wasn't in the. It wasn't That's in the original episode. So yeah, it was just it was him gallivanting around with Mickey. But there's like a mm. there's a part of like last season where he's just like <laughs> Mickey's like, who the fuck is Randy Marsh? Huh? Do we own him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the South Park's South Park's caricature of Mickey Mouse is like the greatest thing I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> when he's kicking the shit out of the Jonas Brothers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like Mickey's been a recurring character. Yeah, for Mickey's, okay. yeah, Mickey's yeah. been a recurring character, but like he's just a total asshole. Yeah, it's great. They definitely <laughs> just like represent the whole company and this asshole Mickey Mouse, and it's yeah. perfect. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> fantastic. That makes okay. sense. What's his favorite quote? Oh, Carbon, you wanted tauntauns? Yeah, I got tauntauns coming out my asshole. <laughs> oh no. Yep. All right. Anyway, that's enough of South Park. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't a South Park show. Right. <laughs> We're going to abandon China. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably okay with that, too. I mean, I don't really I don't care. think we have a, little, a lot of Chinese listeners, so. I don't know. I mean, every <laughs> once in a while, a listener pops up somewhere yeah. over there. China, you're medium okay right now. You you're medium bad, okay. <laughs> you get on our bad side. You're going in the shit can, man. Yeah. yeah you're not like a Roots Chris steak. You're like an Outback Steakhouse <laughs> I had some pretty good steaks at Outback. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably, I mean, any steak below Outback has been pretty awful yeah. at most places. I, I would actually say that. Way to know. throw our metaphor out the window, Chad. Right. Like, like, oh, that was a metaphor. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but no, no, to correct myself, I, I agree with Chad on this one. <laughs> I have not had, had a bad experience at Outback. At Outback. Okay. All right. All right. Outside of that, I feel like I've had. Uh, it's really hard for me to well, find. There goes there steaks. goes you guys playing over a loudspeaker at Outback Steakhouse. Now that yeah. it's so now we're bound from yeah, now right. we're banned from Outback. Outback. Now the China, reality is medium okay. Medium medium okay. <laughs> I enjoy the steaks that I make from uh, that I buy from Costco and, and make in, say, my, <laughs> in my uh, kitchen way more than any uh, restaurant because. <laughs> I feel like they don't really know how to cook steak. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I enjoy the steaks that I cook in my kitchen that I make from Outback. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, can I get the steak to go? I'm going to eat it up in my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it goes. Yeah. What is this? Script Prompt 2 or something? Is this Script Prompt 2? Do we do the intro? Oh, yeah. We've <laughs> kind of stopped doing that, and I feel like All we've right. lost people okay. because of it. Because they're like, what the fuck are these people talking about? All right. 
And I don't want to be aimless because I really don't like that kind of aimless rambling. Yeah. Right. So let's get back into some sort of civility here. Okay. This is Script Prompt 2. We are a bi-weekly podcast where we improvise and brainstorm film and television script concepts based on creative prompts like genre, character, prop, and setting. What we do is we roll a six-sided virtual die, and we draw that number of prompts out of a cup. And then the three of us, normally Sam, but tonight Bob, Paul, and myself, Chad, are going to... You know, uh, come up with a movie idea. Come on, documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Which is most likely going to be, what was it? Matrisopoly. Yep, Matrisopoly. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, McGruff 2, Electric McGruff. Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're rolling. Great. <laughs> Three prompts. Dice made that sign. <laughs> no, nah, they don't make a sound. <laughs> they do make a. I mean, the virtual die make a sound, but I don't have my equipment set up right to hear that at the moment. So no. I was. <laughs> you should make it. You should make. You should stick with that, and then just make your other one that from now on. So I'm gonna go can. back and edit every yep. twenty episodes yeah. of the yep. show. Just put a little reverb on it. I think you're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so three. All right. This is why it's hard uh, to do. We have a setting it. in a prison. Okay. Uh, okay. That yeah. still works from a gruff or Matrosopoly. That's true. Both yep. both viable options, though. Yep. I mean, I know that everyone's going to be like, "Oh, you cheated! You cheated, Chad!" But <laughs> I'm I'm feeling in my bones. I'm going to draw a sequel to a previous script prompt too. Oh, please! Feeling it. <laughs> We have a prop that is a deck of cards. Mm, okay. <laughs> that could still work for a sequel. Mm-hmm. It could. It's got I mean we could do a sequel without without that card, but that card would really solidify it. Right. Now if we get a a dog detective. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very specific one. A giant red dog detective. Got it. Like <laughs> I didn't cheat. All right, game adaptation. Oh, is what? there a McGruff game? I don't know. If McGruff <laughs> well, the reason we did McGruff in the first place is a book adaptation. <laughs> and so we can't read. Bullshit. Is <laughs> because they had coloring books. Hey, hey, we figured it out. It's not a bullshit. It's a loophole, all right? There's a difference. <laughs> bullshit and loophole are two things. Same two things, Bob. Nope, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> all right, so we have a prop that's a deck of cards, a setting in a prison so because we're we're you know actually giving information on this podcast about what we're doing the prop uh should be a prominent prop in a a significant scene it doesn't have to be like it's not like it can be but it doesn't have to be like the MacGuffin of a movie it just should be you know a prominent prop in a scene the setting uh should be the setting of a prominent scene it doesn't have to be the entire thing based in the prison, but a setting, a prominent setting should be in a, in a prison. Mm-hmm. And then the genre of, and this isn't really a genre, this is kind of just like source material, but it should be based on the game. When I was making this, I, I changed it to the game because I didn't want to limit it to just video games. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So it could be video games, board games, 
uh, tabletop RPG, whatever game you want to do, right? Yeah. Uh, probably not like a sports game because I feel like that's already that's covered in like the sports genre. Right? Okay. Because that's not really the same. It's not like it's not like the sports sports games have a story that we're adapting, right? right. Yeah. That's more like you're telling a you know a story about someone playing that game. So no. I don't know what do you guys think. Uh, normally how we do things is we all kind of throw out ideas. And since Bob is our guest of the episode, we're going to let him kind of decide which direction we want to go. Sorry. I was looking up to see if McGruff had any games. <laughs> I would not be surprised if he has a Sega game out there. <laughs> there isn't any Sega games. There's like, apparently McGruff.org is still relevant. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it uh, I think I did that research last time, and there's a lot of McGruff stuff on the internet. I don't yeah. know about any games, though. Yeah, and so I, I don't know. I don't. Unfortunately, I don't think this loophole is going to work for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pull a McGruff game out of her ass. <laughs> right, you can't pick some McGruff game out of her ass. Uh, <clears throat> so we got to pick a game to to make, and like I said, I mean Bob is a perfect person for a video game. Yeah. He well, knows everything about video games. Because yeah, the, the first, the first thing I'm thinking of is, uh, I mean, there's a couple of video games that we can go off of. Two PS2 games, and like multi, yeah, PS2 games. You have a uh, what was it, Ghost Hunter, that takes place in like an abandoned prison, and okay. but that's like Ghostbusters. I mean, that's sort of shitty. The other one is uh, there's another one called The Suffering, which a guy goes over, and it's actually based in Baltimore. And Ooh. it's funny because I, people are probably going to be like, he's bullshitting. But no, I just pulled the shit. I like this is like feels like a setup, but it's like, no, I already know this shit in my head. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's based in Baltimore and the guy gets sent to like uh, life in prison for killing his wife and child. And it's like uh, pretty much like a, de- a demonic presence like opens up and he gets like it, he's pretty much trying to fight his way out of the prison and he's fighting like monsters. But you can't really tell if it's like a psychological thing versus like an actual thing that's happening to him. And so like they have different monsters that like represent, you know, lethal injection, the gas chamber and things like that. And so, I mean, if we wanted to go down that horror route and base it off a video game, we can always do an adaptation of the suffering. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's like he's fighting off monsters that represent his prison experience yeah it's because the opening of it is uh the opening of it is him essentially you know he's already been convicted and he's uh he's being sent he's being sent to prison and then it goes over and yeah because he's on death row is he trying to escape or is he trying to like prove his innocence i think it's uh from what i'm reading here because i had to remember because it's been so long since i played it there's three endings depending on how you do it and okay yeah depending on your experience of it and yeah, it's pretty much Torque fights his way to freedom while confronting his own personal demons, all while attempting to remember what really happened to his family. The game features three endings depending on players' actions throughout, which reveals a different version of the murder of Torque's family. Because okay. I remember there was a lot of like exploration and stuff like that, trying to find like pieces of like information that you had to try to piece together your memory on what actually occurred. Yeah. Okay. And it kind of sounds you. like The Fugitive mixed with Clue, and yes. that sounds awesome. Yeah, and it was a it was a third person shooter, and you had different. It was it was super neat. It was it was one of the games where like it was definitely one of those games back in the day where I could not put it down, and it took place in, on a 
it took place, I think it was a fictional, it's a, definitely a fictional prison, but it was like an island off of like Baltimore City. Okay. Mm. And then the said there was actually a sequel that actually took place in in the following year they released a sequel that actually took place in Baltimore City. Okay. Yeah, and so that's that's also your Baltimore trip for the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was thinking it reminded me a little bit of that game and I completely am blanking. Something Shadow, I think. It was like you played this guy and you had to solve these puzzles and like uh and different things would happen based on what you did. Oh, Shadow, you know De- uh, Shadow of Destiny? Or Shadow Remind? of Destiny, maybe? Yeah, I, th- I think it's Shadow of Destiny. Hold on, let's see. I want to say it's Destiny. That sounds right, Shadow of Destiny. I yes, just... it is. Uh, yeah, Shadow of Destiny here. It's Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, because this, yet again, this shows our age because it's a PS2 game. But remember, we all played it together. No, uh, yeah, because it was one of those games that you you had yeah. to solve puzzles, so it was really fun game to play together. Yeah, and like it kind of when we were doing that, like the group of us playing together as friends, it reminded me a lot of um, yeah. playing games with my dad when we were kids because we would sit around and play games like King's Quest or Myst yeah. or yep. like Day of the Tentacle. We would like me and my brother and my dad would all sit around and play it together, and we would like you know, Point hey, let's do out. that, let's try right. that or whatever, and it was a lot of fun because it's while it can be played single player it's also like every any anyone can contribute to solving the right. uh the puzzle and right? and what what i like about it is because you have a mix of like actually trying to play the game and then you have a a mix of like that and then mystery science theater 3000 where it's like you have people just giving commentary on it yeah yeah like it's but uh to add on to that we could always do a mix like what happens if it was a thing because shadow of destiny was based where you had to you would die every time you would figure out a way to live, you would end up dying another way. Yeah, you had well, to figure out how to not die. <laughs> yeah. Right? What happens if we like mix like sort of the two and it could be like a a groundhog's day type of thing where it's like you're he's at the day of his death, but every time he thinks he's gonna figure out his innocence or whatever, he ends up figuring out another way to get convicted or something <sighs> something of the sort, something in there that I'm thinking of like he dies like he always gets electrocuted at the end and then he wakes back up and he's in a cell again. <laughs> it sounds like that Russian doll show that's on uh, Netflix with the, oh, yeah. the redheaded chick. Is that what it was called? Russian doll? Something like it that? It is I called think. Russian doll with the, the girl from uh, Orange is the New Black. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Melissa and I put it on and I was like exhausted that day and I fell asleep during it and I've never sat down to watch it again. I've heard it's pretty good though. Yeah, mm. it's pretty solid. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> God, this makes me want to play the software again. <laughs> that sounds pretty interesting, and yeah. I, and I, I wonder about the having that mechanic of of like the Groundhog's Day mechanic. If that is not true to the to the the game adaptation yeah. of the suffering, but I do think that sounds like a really interesting movie. And one of the things I'm trying to lean away from is like in the show is just being so stringent on the rules that we can't be creative. And right. like my my thoughts behind these prompts is just more or less like a, a kicking off point for a conversation, right. right? So I'm open to pursuing that that kind of idea where you know this guy is trying to, um, it's like his the day that he gets, uh, you know, it, it's yeah, it's like uh, it's, put it's, to death or whatever, and he's trying to figure out some a solution to it. But I don't know how that fits into. I don't know much about the suffering in that way. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, it it could fit in the sense of, like, I mean, we could 
it's like it, it's it's hard to it's hard to dance around because it's you want to say like oh we could do it like a psychological horror where you know or like even a physical horror where maybe as he's progressing like as he's you know starting his his time over again every time he gets like executed things like start to look worse and worse and he's starting to able to get more hints and start to put piece everything together but as he's piecing things together it's like almost like his definition of reality is starting to manipulate itself and starting to change. Yeah, I really like that yeah. aspect of it a little <clears throat> bit more in which there's things happening that he doesn't know is real or not real and, and right. things that are, you know, kind of messing with him psychologically a little bit more than right. the Groundhog's Day mechanic. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I think that staying true to that aspect of the movie or the the game would right. be important for a game adaptation movie based yeah. on it. Uh, do we have any other game thoughts in that, Paul? Did you have any thoughts on a game that it doesn't have to be based in a in a prison either? It could just be yeah, yeah. seen in a prison, right? <clears throat> I I was kind of thinking a little bit more broadly, like towards a board game, mm. um, something that. A little bit more people are versed with like this sounds awesome but like you two are the only people that know this fucking game i'm sure right. i don't know the game yeah. bob's so, talking about yeah. So, yeah the game the, yeah. the other game shadow of destiny we were talking about when he first started talking about the suffering i mm-hmm. kind of thought that oh maybe this is something like shadow of destiny no. where like but it's not at all and, it's a completely also, different type of game I, I i agree with paul because i looking at the dates it just made me show my age too because the <laughs> uh, the, the the suffering is a 16 year old game yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well no like... i mean the suffering the first one came out in 2001 according to that's the sequel Fuck. Something <laughs> 2 came out in 2005. Well, cool. I'm going to get off of here now. It's nice yeah, yeah, I'll see y'all later. Gonna, yeah, I'll see y'all later. Uh, just for my whole entire age. Like that. I thought, cool. I mean, like, all right, we're all get over people. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, um, no, I, I agree with that, Paul, because it's like it might be a little bit too obscure to say that it's an adaptation of something. Yeah. It's a, I agree. <clears throat> yeah. If we... Uh, if we go with something like a board game, I feel like more people have played it and they kind of I always do something with that. Do, and I don't know how this would fit in other than the game adaptation. I've always wanted to do like this epic movie adaptation of Candyland. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I was I was thinking I mean, Hungry I, Hungry Hippos, but uh, Candyland works perfectly with this, I think. Like I've Honestly, always like, wanted to do it. Yeah. If you made Candyland like a Lord of the Rings type That's what of I'm saying. like, like Lord you, of the Rings style yes, candy like land. and and just like ridiculously high production levels that it mm-hmm. didn't need, but it's like each movie in this trilogy is two hundred million dollars. Yeah. It's like based off of Hasbro, whoever made it, Milton Bradley's number one hit, yeah. Candyland. But if you just give it like this epic scale and background that you know, Tolkien did with yes. Lord of the Rings, where there's a fucking a fudge language and uh, <laughs> fudge language. <laughs> you know, all this like just bizarre shit. Of, Sorry, like, I'm these still, old wars. I'm still on fudge language. <laughs> <laughs> fudging, fudging, fudge, fudging, fudging, <laughs> fudging, fudgers. <laughs> the fudging, uh, fudging. So, like, the fudging, fudgings in Candyland. Depending on what board you're looking at, which 
I'm yeah, not I'm a big fan of them. Because they got a princess, they got the candy cane guy, they got like an ice dude, they got a gumdrop girl, they got a fudge man, and like maybe something else that I'm... Or lollipop, yeah, well, they got, something. they got some different boards, and it's all kind of the same things, but like you start off with King Candy at Candy Castle, mm-hmm. and you work your way through the molasses swamp with Gloppy, right? Right. Okay. And then you work your way over... Uh, and there's a queen. I don't know. I can't read it. I'm just uh, laughing because like I'm looking at all these screenshots of Candyland boards. Like I'm looking at some kind of like ancient document. <laughs> and so anybody, if somebody does like watch the Zoom, it's it's just me like looking like oh. Man, you you are intently the... intensely right. like yeah, studying like, oh, shit like the yeah. fucking mummy trying to <laughs> like de- yeah, yeah, decipher it's like me, Egyptian. Like it's, it's yeah, I'm looking at these like hieroglyphics <laughs> and I'm like oh, and it's just it really cuts to me looking at freaking a Candyland vintage Candyland board to see if there's some kind of jail or something. What I was thinking, so there's two castles on the board, right? There's mm-hmm. a um, there's the Candy Castle up front, the um. The, the gothic uh, asshole. The gothic asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's um can't read it. None of these things have they're all like low res candy. <laughs> yeah. It's all just like so So yeah, it's the one so shitty. Come on, guys. <laughs> so I'm looking at like a vintage one and <laughs> of course it's uh, really you're gonna give me the freaking cut version of it? Okay, cool. Well, I mean some of them are trimmed. Yeah. We're looking at eighties. I want eighties, nineteen eighties candy cane. Yeah, because I was looking at one from like nineteen sixty. There's the seventies yeah. one. Well, because some of these newer ones are like, um, there we go. I got a good one now. There you go. Some of these new ones have completely different fucked up shit that I don't remember. Well, the the seventy, <laughs> the sixties and seventies ones don't have any kind of castles or anything on them. Okay. Yeah. So I, I we need something with kingdoms on it. So I'm thinking of like. What's like that? The said, '80s one. Kids. So the yeah. '80s Candyland, the one that I had when I was a kid. I yeah, very right. vividly remember. You start off at King Candy, and there's a Candy Castle, which I don't think you would end up in a prison there. I think that's like where they're beginning their journey. Right, mm-hmm. is leaving. They're sent on a mission by King Candy. Right, um, and I'm gonna send this guy this one to you, uh, to you guys. Um, Because that that this is a good high res one, um, and then you go <laughs> through like the swamps and everything. Time. Eventually, you end up at this Lord Licorice with Licorice Castle, and he <laughs> kind of seems like the bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like the way he looks and the way you know his whole outfit is. He's he's like Waluigi almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think that's where like you get captured at licorice castle and in the licorice uh in the licorice uh, oh yeah prison, yep. right yep yeah because lord lord licorice looks like uh oh yeah yeah licorice castle definitely looks like some places you would definitely see in a jail uh you don't start off at candy king the candy castle i'm sorry you start off with plumpy, uh, plumpy. And the gingerbread plum It's trees. the plum forest. Yeah. I think we can take some uh so plumpy you know, liberties here. Peppermint. Where you know, maybe uh you know they meet up with Plumpy and we turn these two kids into teenagers at least because like right. 
and we got to kind of build a party, right? Like they're right. they're more than just the two teenagers. Sorry, I was hung up on a grandma nut. <laughs> <laughs> grandma nut. <laughs> I was sitting there trying not to laugh when you were trying. Oh, I was like, like, I was like, am I reading this right, Grandma Nut? Mm. For kids, I don't understand what happens when you get to the Licorice Castle? Uh, I guess you can get. I mean, there's like a little offshoot. No, I don't, I don't know. So well, I mean, you I, mean can I guess the go game, the Rainbow Trail, right? Or you go around through Peppermint Forest and through the Gumba Drop Gumdrop Pass, mm-hmm. and all this sounds just like. I mean, that sounds like um, Lord of the Rings, where they're yeah. like, mm-hmm. do we want to go through the mountain <laughs> or mm-hmm. do we want to go around? Yeah. Right. And then they get uh, they get captured at Licorice Castle. Right. Um, by trying to take Rainbow Trail. Yeah. So, yeah. I I mean, I I don't know. The more we're talking about this, the more I see it. It's like, man, we need to pitch this to someone. Do, do we need I've to do this like this Jumanji, where like they're a having a party and they find this old Candyland game and it transports them into the game? No, I'm, I'm thinking straight up like serious, serious like, Lord, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like this Lord is, of right, yeah, like, cool. this is the right. universe that right. it's in. So and I'm down like, for so that. We yeah. have these yeah. like teenagers that live in this little village down the road from uh, Gun. Gingerbread plum trees, right? <laughs> so, so can we? And, and they need to go on a. What do they need to do? What is their goal? Because maybe, they they've been they've been they have a a a mission placed on the on in front of them, right? So maybe and they the need to queen. go find King Candy for what reason? Maybe right? to stop Lord Licorice's uh, okay expansion. Maybe Lord Licorice is trying to expand across all of Candyland. So yeah. And, I think and Lord I, Licorice and Gloppy have taken King Candy hostage and are taking over the kingdom. And Queen wow. Frostine has summoned these two uh, Nazi children to go traverse. I mean, blonde hair, blonde hair, blue eyes, Aryan children. <laughs> to traverse the kingdom. Yes. Baby children. Uh, I kind of think... You know that for this to really work out, right? I eat you, Paul. Uh, we need to kind of rearrange this this map. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, I don't think we need to follow goal, their trail. Yeah, this angle isn't shouldn't be King Candy. I think he should be the kind of uh, he sets them off on their goal. He, he should be. If you think about the the quest, right? Like call to action. Right. Is to go to King Candy. King Candy gives them a choice mm-hmm. of what to do. They make the choice to to move forward. They, you know, have fun meeting up with Princess Lolly. But then eventually, you know, they're getting stuck in gloppy and sexually assaulted by Grandma Nut. <laughs> and, and, I'm here to take your nuts. And, <laughs> and, put them on my house. <laughs> but eventually, they got to face off with Lord Licorice, right? And I think they need to build a, a party. I don't think it should just be the two Nazi kids either. I think that no, there should I be think, more. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think Plumpy should should tag along. He'd be I a think great Plumpy. Little, uh, I, I think Plumpy, Mister Mint, Mister Mint would be really cool too. Mister Mint would be definitely like some kind of knight or something like that, and. Uh, no, I could definitely see that. You got this 
I think Mr. Mint should of betray like a them. Wizard of Oz Mr. Type, Mint, um, I, I feel like, could be a bad guy that flips at some point. He's like a spy. Oh, like, betrays them? Yeah, because he's tall as fuck, and they're shifty, right. those talls. Yeah, this is, this is true. <laughs> I was just thinking that, you know, this is kind of like a little bit of a, of a Wizard of Oz-type journey, right? Yeah. Right. Maybe without the, you know, waking up in, a, in an unfamiliar world, but, like, on their way, they collect... They collect uh, they collect heroes like heroes. additional people like mm-hmm. that have to been help effective them. yeah that have been affected yeah. by Lord Licorice's like evil ways or some way shape or form or just realize that he needs to be stopped and yeah so Candyland could be a proper kingdom yeah because mm-hmm. Lord Licorice might not even control these things but it could also be a very like you know Lord Licorice sends his armies into like these towns that all these people are in and they pretty much strong arm the town and take all their resources and everything and then takes them back to his castle and they need to stop him. I like this idea that Lord Licorice is like taking taxes, but I mean, in reality, what is is candy and turning it into licorice? Well, maybe he's, yeah, he's trying to inject his licorice into these other kinds of candy so that yeah, everything right. becomes licorice, you know, he's trying to right. turn the whole kingdom into licorice and needs to be taken down. Yeah. At right. some point, someone from their team needs to be captured because I think that will, you know, we can add the, the prison aspect to it yeah. that they need to, to release him from. And I'm wondering about the game, the deck of cards. And I think that that is something we could fit in at some point. Hmm. It, it's not, I mean, I think it, Fits in with the board game aspect of you have cards to play. I think right. there were cards with Candyland. I don't yeah, because that's how you. That's how you like. There wasn't dice or anything. That's how you would move to different spaces. Okay. Well, this is meant for like smaller kids, so like right. they, it gets the counting out of it, and you just go to a color. Right. So yeah. some kind of like color based path or something. But I don't really know how that fits into yeah. this game. Right. I don't know. Maybe it could just be uh, like the cards can be just like a game that people play when they go into bars and and restaurants. It's not like ever really discussed, but whenever they like go to like a different village, they try to find someone to help them out and they're just playing this fucking game where it's just a bunch of like colors and they get it and they're playing it super complicated. But we don't don't know much about Jolly on the gumdrop pass. Right. Yeah. But I'm wondering if he's like, you know, you could pass, but you have to play me in a game. I think Jolly, game, Jolly, right? Jolly to me looks like a hustler. Like yeah, get saying. through his kingdom safely. Like he looks like a like one of those people that plays both sides. He's like the bald that, dude from uh, as, from Game of Thrones. I, yeah, uh, I was thinking cards is money. Okay. You know, like you know, that's gonna cost you two arms. Okay. That's yeah. gonna cost you like that's gonna cost you two. I can red. see that. Yeah, mm, and yeah, so okay. like that would be an actual like playing card aspect of like that would be the use of the currency because you can't use like candy or there's really no point in gold. Like, I don't know if, you know, there's <laughs> candy that, land, right? You don't need your gold, <laughs> right? You don't need your gold. It's <laughs> not so, like nobody's here to, nobody's here smelting gold. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think, yeah, I think the playing cards would be, and then you could like Jolly would still be that hustler, but you could figure out some kind of gambling game where he's like, you're in debt for 500 orange cards. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. Jolly looks like a big dick. <laughs> Him and and he obviously, doesn't. obviously, uh, the molasses swamp. What's his name? 
but gloppy gloppy gloppy, <laughs> gloppy looks like I'm a not, turd monster maybe gloppy is he looks like a doofus not that bad of a guy he, i think he's like more of like the muscle but he's kind of stupid i think he's I, yeah i think he's lord licorice's minion but it's yeah. like a reluctant minion that makes sense of, and yeah. he gets everyone gets all stuck in gloppy and then maybe gloppy has a change of of heart or something. yeah I don't know. And that's where the turn for Mr. Mint can come in. Yeah. Like, Gloppy stops, and it's like, you will not stop Lord Licorice. <laughs> you know, and it's like, Mr. Mint, no! <laughs> like, Mr. Glo- Gloppy. Like Gloppy used to be, like, a fudgesicle, but yeah. Lord Licorice melted him down into a bunch of glop. Yeah. And, and now he's just, like, this sludge that kind of right. oozes around like a blob. So that's a, that's where, like, Mr. that's where Gloppy could have his, like, redemption arc, and then Mr. Mint kills him. And that yeah. could be the end of the first movie. I think he kind of like loses himself, kind of <laughs> like how a franchise. Yeah, yeah, it is a franchise. You're goddamn yeah, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You're doing Lord of the Rings, man. Right. But like, we're doing. Um, you I know, mean, like in nine uh, movies. You know, in like Street Fighter, when uh, uh, they they make Blanca, and he yeah. kind of like loses himself a little bit. That's what I'm thinking for yeah. uh, for Gloppy here. Is oh, that, like he beats him down so much, like almost psychologically. Well, that like he just Lord beats Licorice him turning yeah. turning him into Gloppy. Yeah, like he lost some of that memory, but he has a right. little bit of it. So at some point, like later in one of the movies, he can kind of like think for himself. You oh, know, okay. kind of like back to that time when he was a good guy, right. and he does something to kind of like redeem Gollum. all of his stuff. Yeah, yeah, like Gollum, I mean, yeah, right? yeah, not necessarily like that far of like you like you said like going after like the preciouses or anything mm-hmm. like that, but like. Definitely that he talks probably with a lot of broken language. And then towards the end, when he starts breaking away from that spell, he actually realizes that he has like, he has his own miniature kingdom or his own village that mm-hmm. he is the, the king of essentially. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, at some point maybe we even show a flashback of him being like a, a, a solid chocolate, like, right. Like, like a God. solid chocolate yeah. bar. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's yeah. like, he was like a real chocolate, like like ripped Poseidon looking, yeah, like yeah. Yes. Schwarzenegger in like the eighties. Like, it's yeah. just giant brown <laughs> waves behind him, and like and yeah. chocolate was, dolphins, like Aquaman, you know, he but a, he commands yes. the chocolate. Yes, <laughs> he was like a savior of of you know the the land, and then he got melted and. He lost his capacity to love. Yeah. He's not. He's not like in a frozen land, but just enough to keep his uh to keep his temperature, so that way he stays into a solid shape. And mm-hmm. because he's taken away from that, he's now a liquid form. Yeah, and, so, and that's where he's been broken down and abused. Well, like, Lord Licorice somehow raised the temperature of the land, and now everything's yeah. a little bit hotter. And because he's he creating more licorice there, he probably planted a factory there yeah. that raised the temperature. To turn him into that, so and he's he, no longer solid. He took he took out he took out Gloppy first, mm-hmm. so that way he could put his factory there, and then would raise the temperature <laughs> and helps manipulate the town. So he yeah. actually controls Gloppington. Yeah, because I, I imagine <laughs> I imagine it's a lot of heat to make some licorice. I, exactly. I no yeah, that's the only way I could assume that licorice is made because yeah. we all know candy. <laughs> 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 Chad, you Chad, put me asleep, guys. Right, right. Chad's like, um, All right. <laughs> let's think about this. I want to try to think about this as a plot structure because we have a lot of ideas, and I think right. a lot of them are really good. But I'd like to start structuring <laughs> that out so that we're not, you know, just rambling for an hour and a half, and then right. uh, we don't really have a story. Yeah. So 
we have our two protagonists, and let's say they're brother and sister, and they're mm-hmm. not little Aryan uh, children. <laughs> they're uh, less Aryan uh, teenagers, maybe, yeah. mm-hmm. on this kind of, you know, coming-of-age hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Thinking about, like, Joseph Campbell, uh, hero's journey, Luke Skywalker. Et cetera, et cetera. Elijah yeah. Wood. Yeah. yeah. In life, not Lord of the Rings. I'm not talking about Lord of the Rings. So we need to think about where they, they're starting and where they're going. And, you know, maybe, maybe they are starting, you know, maybe on the, on the, you know, if you go a little bit, Further left off of this board that we can't see, there's a little village there that the humans live in, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. And maybe they wander into the um, gingerbread plum trees and meet Plumpy. And maybe Plumpy, does something happen there where, and I wonder, because like you really want to give them or someone in that group a a reason to make a choice to go on an adventure, right? So, so, so like maybe. Luke, right? He met Obi-Wan, he told him his dad was a Jedi and he turned down the call to adventure, right? But then right. his, his aunt and uncle died and he all hope was lost. He's like, I'll go. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe it's, maybe it's a thing of like going back to the whole Lord licorice plot thing. Maybe that he has, armies invading these various towns for not only for control, but to absorb their, because if you look at all the towns, all the towns have different things that they like sort of like quote unquote specialize in. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. could be absorbing those resources. So they actually like, you know, they could be, you know, here they could be, Oh, will you ever leave the town? Like, no, I don't want to go on the town. And then the town gets attacked and wiped out. And those two manage to escape together and they manage to make it to Plumpy. Yeah. And Plumpy explains more about what's going on in the world and how these, you know, how he has to be stopped. And they've seen the destruction of their town. And so they decide yeah. that that's the thing that pushes them over. Like, we have to stop him. We have to figure this out. And so, yeah. I was kind mm-hmm. of thinking that the the two siblings go and visit um, Plumpy. Like, they, they've been oh, friends for a okay. while. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, the parents don't like this. They want them to like stop playing with the this like inferior race. It kind of sees plumpies as like dogs, where they can talk so a little bit, but they're not like super smart and intelligent. So they're still Aryan, but no, no, no. right? But like <laughs> no. it's just like it's they're like a dog kind of like species yeah, no, just, to to them. Yeah. But like they still like to play and they want to have fun because they don't right. have any responsibility yet. Their parents want them to be take over the throne and off when they're off one day, okay. then Lord licorice and one of the, that princess lady, um, queen frostine are like mm-hmm. fighting and they inadvertently destroy the, the siblings town okay. and it kills their parents. And now and, the queen yeah. frostine is like, will you help me? defeat Lord licorice. And that could also work into their characterization of like the siblings too, because even though people are telling them like, you shouldn't talk to these people, it's like they're very open and accepting of plumpy and mm-hmm. they don't treat them. They treat them as an equal rather than like an inferior, inferior yeah. race and things like that, or inferior species. And so it's just, it shows the, the innocence of these two that they're, 
you know, accepting of everyone. But yeah, no, I, I like that's that's a good start of the I'm plot. I'm thinking like I, the, 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 the brother and sister are more like <clears throat> like uh um uh, Sam and uh uh yeah. I, oh, what the fuck is his I, name? Right, uh <laughs> Frodo. Frodo. Frodo and Sam, right? That's there you go. those yep. those are the, the brother and sister, but then Plumpy is more like the other two hobbits combined, Mary and Jerry. Yep. Pip uh Mary and Pip. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I know all this shit? <laughs> <laughs> so the, that's uh, kind of like those two and then yeah. the queen frostine is more like the gandalf character and um the lord licorice is like the saruman guy yep. um yeah. so they're fighting and the the queen is kind of like hurt in battle the the town is destroyed and the queen's like will you go on a quest to to right. the candy cane guy uh peppermint forest um to help me defeat lord licorice or whoever this guy is yeah lord so licorice. i mean that's where that's where uh what's his name uh mr mint mm-hmm. so that's where mr mint and the peppermint knights come in and so <laughs> it could be a whole entire group of them and they'd yeah. be the peppermint knights and so they would have like a round table and stuff and mr mint is essentially the uh the uh king arthur yeah. of of them and so they could request they could request the knight's help and go into talking talking about that stuff and having to stop Lord Licorice. And so they could essentially be traveling to other kingdoms to help recruit armies together yeah. to stop Lord Licorice's forces because in secret Lord Licorice has been building an army to take over mm-hmm. all of Candyland. Yeah. And they call <laughs> they call in the council with Jolly and Grandma Nut. <laughs> grandma nut <laughs> grandma nut is uh grandma nut could be king candy's counselor okay like yeah, counsel yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they removed grandma nut from a uh, oh, did from, they? <laughs> a, from a version uh, and renamed her they, they made a bunch of changes in the yeah. other versions but this well we're going, the, 80, we're going with the 80s we're going with the 80s yeah, we're going with the grandma nut canon yep. Here, am I not canon? I have, I have some <laughs> thoughts, and uh, you don't like I, nut cannon? No, I, I love nut cannons, but <laughs> I just don't know how they apply to to a game about uh, candy, right? Um, so I have some bad news. Yeah. Oh shit. Apparently, Adam Sandler owns the rights to this what and is developing fuck? a movie. God damn it. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> we're going to write a better movie than yes. Adam Sandler. Uh, yes, we're going to give this to fucking Warner Brothers. Who made gonna, Lord of the Rings? We're going to give it to them. And then New Line and Warner yeah. Brothers. No, yep, New Line. Right. Yep, I'll, I'll new tweet line. him this episode and hopefully he'll bring us on as consultants. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be <laughs> fucking hilarious. Uh, other <laughs> news. Apparently, they made an animated movie back in 2020. 2005? Mm. Whatever. I, I didn't know about it, so... I There's mean, an actual Candyland cartoon? I don't think at 21 years old I was I was the target audience <laughs> for a Candyland movie, but I mean, I always have been, really. Um, I always have been, really. So, beyond that, I, I, was, I was reading to see if there was an embedded story in Candyland, because I felt like, you know, if we wanted to be true to a game adaptation, we should at least consider any story that they'd had... But I don't really see anything. I mean, I see you, there's some background of characters, but nothing significant. Like Lord Licorice is evil. Yeah. Right. Uh, what's his face? Mister Mint is a good guy. He's a he's a peppermint 
uh, candy cane lumberjack. Yeah. You know? uh, side note, the thing I would go with this too is like, you know how we're bringing this all of a serious tone and everything? I think it would be even funnier if we didn't make it all gritty and dark and everything. It's like the same aesthetic, same exact aesthetic as it is. <laughs> The, no, I think so games. too. Yeah, I think it's just it takes itself seriously. Also. Yes, like there's comedy and there's heart. Yeah, but it it's not like a joke. Yeah. Right is what is how I see it. Right. right. Um, <clears throat> one of the things I was thinking, and I know that you guys you guys actually started talking about a lot of stuff, and my brain turned off, and I don't even know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> thanks. We were getting we were getting deep. We have the movie done. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did. Okay, well. Great. <laughs> Good episode, episode guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> More South Park. Um, I was thinking, like, like for a, a goal, for a goal of what one of the characters could do, what if, you know, in the beginning, the other one gets kidnapped by, okay. like, one okay. of our licorice's licorice monsters? Because he has this little, and they're kind of small and jaggedy in here, but if what if we turn them into, like, actual functional liquor monsters with arms right right and you know what if uh they go you know the 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 two siblings two aryan baby siblings <laughs> travel into the gingerbread plum forest uh they're playing around and lord licorice's minions kidnap one of them and then we don't have to do the 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 uh, cliche girl gets kidnapped. We can have the boy kid get kidnapped, right? Yeah, I want, I want I want the 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 girl to be like the main character of this. I want this to yeah. be like a pro feminine. She's kicking fucking ass movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then maybe as sh- like because they just got attacked by these licorice monsters and her brother got stolen. She's a little distraught. Maybe Plumpy steps in then, and she's familiar with Plumpy. She's not like. Like Plumpy is actually uh what's it the what's the princess? <laughs> the frost princess in disguise. <laughs> Queen Frostine Queen in Frostine. disguise. <laughs> I like Plumpy being like this, Yeah, I know. I was like, just teasing. No, I, I just like him being maybe a little bit of a uh you know uh sorry. What's the guy I think, what, it, I think it, what's I the think guy it, from He Man that like floats around? Orko. Yeah, that guy, Orko. Yeah. Like a, yeah. just a comic relief, fun little guy. But, but, but he's Orko, helpful too. I don't right. want him to be yeah. like um not helpful. He's yeah, there. Yeah. He's, so like I, he's there down to I fight think, and shit. Like he's I think, he's, he's, I he's think gonna... Plumpy would be like sort of like the lovable like Orko was very much like a lovable idiot. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like stupid, like dumb, dumb in a sense, but like you know, just like comic relief, but also like almost like R two D two, where it's like you know really yeah. funny and stuff like that, but like knows a whole lot of lore about the land in general. Like could yeah. be you know older than her, and it's like where are we heading to? Oh, we're heading to the Misty Mint Mountains, and you mm-hmm. know, and that's where the Peppermint Knights reside yeah. and things like that. Like it help bridge, push the plot forward, but also get a lay of the land of what's going on. Like Danny I mean, DeVito really from so. Hercules. I think that after that, like Plumpy would probably be like. Oh, if we want to save your brother, we have to go find Mr. Mint. He's going right. to, he's, he knows. He, he's going to know what to do. He's right. And then, you know, the three or the two of them go find Mr. Mint. They become this little like uh, trio of good, good doers. And I think for now, that's probably a good, a good little group of people. We don't want to like have, you know, a fellowship. Right. Mm-hmm. right. 
um, to traverse the Candyland and try to face off with Lord Licorice and save uh, her brother. Now, can you guys give me a brief overview about what you were talking about? So I'm not like, because I don't know how this fits into what you were talking about. We were we were just pretty much like it, it was just we were making Candyland, Lord of the Rings, and <laughs> Candy okay. Lord of the Rings, and it was essentially like we were talking about the Peppermint Knights and coming up with an army to stop Lord Licorice and things like that. I yeah. think you're going more of like the Wizard of Oz route, which we, is we, also fine. We kind of destroyed the town that the, the brother and sister are from so right. that they team up with Plumpy um, to go and get help. But the reason that the town was destroyed is because Queen Frostine and Lord Licorice were fighting. Queen Frostine was right. semi-defeated um, in a move that destroyed the town and killed their parents. And she asked for their help to take her to... Um, the candy cane guy, peppermint forest, um, so that she can heal. And then once she does, she kind of like sends them on the mission. Like we need to, we need to defeat King, um, God, we need to defeat <laughs> Lord licorice so that we can save King Camdy and restore the kingdom. Yeah. I had a little bit more there. <laughs> <laughs> it almost looked like, uh, it almost looked like Chad blanked out again. <laughs> no, no, I, I was, I was listening to that time. Just trying to follow along with the people. Right. I do agree that Queen Frostine looks like she should have some sort of uh, healing uh, capabilities. Yeah, right. Like if she can go to uh, Mister Mint and she can get something from him that like helps heal her, to where she can help lead the the kids and Plumpy. Uh, on this mission, it could um, be some kind of like the way, like in the was it the peppermint forest, like the thing that they they might be able to refine, like healing, like ointments and stuff like that, like peppermint oil and things like that. So yeah, maybe that's the thing that drives them there. Is like like each know, kingdom has like a magic kind of thing, right? Uh, like kind of assigned to their specific candy, yeah, and that can just, like yeah, power on them like, up, or it can yeah. heal them, or it can yeah. give them the ability to fly or teleport <laughs> Almost, or something like that. So like so like uh, what's his name? Uh, King Licorice is uh, essentially Thanos. <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 like super powerful, and the more like factories he makes, he gets like uh, because it raises the temperature of the the right. whole world, right? Then he gets hotter and more powerful, and that's how he kind of started off with defeating Gloppy in the the Fudge Kingdom, um, and Licorice, yeah, Licorice-opoly. yeah, and then he started kind of like he starts going after uh, the Queen because that's like his next biggest. Um, like foe that can actually hurt him. Mm. Um, and he semi defeats her and he starts like setting up other kind of, uh, licorice factories over in the grandma mm. nut area, you know, mm. and in the princess lolly kind of area. Yeah, and then he starts those, working his way down the map to, you know. Yeah. Cause those, those areas, like they don't have to necessarily <clears throat> be, uh, they don't have to necessarily just be one single spot. They could actually be yeah. like towns or like yeah. cities. Yeah, they could be villages like and stuff. Yeah, but it's villages. it's like it's yep. like Mega Man where you gotta like defeat certain characters in the order to get their yeah. ability that then be more powerful to defeat other people. So right. Queen Frostine and the kids are doing that 
as Lord Licorice is, is doing that. So he has like several different abilities by the time they finally meet up, like in so, the middle. Who, who are they defeating? Queen Frostine is her and the twins and uh, Plumpy and the Mr. Mint. Mr. Mint are all teaming up against um, Lord Licorice, who has already turned uh, Gloppy and yeah. Grandma Nut and Princess Lolly kind of like into his army. Um, cause like, he's like defeating them in an order that makes him more powerful and turns them into like princess licorice lolly and grandma, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then like, you know, that kind of becomes part of his army. So by the time queen frostine and Mr. Mint and the, the twins and the, the plum people all kind of like meet up to do the big fucking battle, um, that they all have these powers that kind of don't completely match up, but they can do different things now because they've like acquired stuff by defeating these other villages along the way. So, you know, and okay, go ahead, Jed. Well, what do you, what powers do you think they're getting? I, I like, the, I don't I mean, know. Like, I, I don't Mr. know Mint, how that like, helps like regenerate, you know, power or something like that. That's why when she gets defeated, Queen Frustine, when she gets defeated in the kids, um, like village that she's like, she's still alive, but she's like badly hurt. And she asks him to take her to, um, Mr. Mint in the peppermint forest. Um, so that she can regenerate. And cause he has some kind of like healing thing with the peppermint. Stuff. Mr. Mint is the healer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Queen Frostine is just like super powerful, like good witch, you know, Wizard of Oz, that good witch where she well, can kind of thing that she'd do be shit. Yeah. She looks like a good witch. Yeah, but what she I gets really fucked up because traversing the ice cream sea to yeah, find right. Queen Frostine. Oh, it could be to almost like a heal something, but yeah, that could be almost like contrary a, to what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it could be like a make a queen, whole map. Queen Frostine's island could be like a fortress of solitude, yeah. essentially. Like it's like a big like ice kingdom. Yeah, like she normally doesn't like, like deal with the the everyday goings of the rest of the map of you know the the lower gun drops and plum people and the and so, uh, the the, yeah, the mean, butternuts she lives in this and little, stuff. Like ice cream cone way back across the ice cream sea. She's only hanging out over here, so we see her. Yeah, right now she right. lives in that ice cream cone. So I, I think it'd be solitude. cool. It's it's almost cool because like at first like the plot is like, oh man, I gotta get my brother back. You know, he got kidnapped, and then it starts to actually like evolve into like bigger things or you know, things not essentially more important. For the world it's more important, not for you essentially, but you not only are you trying to save your brother, but you're also trying to save the world. Yeah. Well, being conquered. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's something I'm thinking that it should be definitely is this yeah. this, this growth of what what yeah. the action is, right? Because mm-hmm. even in you know Star Wars, you know, you start off with this call to action to save this princess, right? Yeah. But then as you find out more and more and more, it's 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 way bigger much than bigger you think. than that, yeah. right? Yep. It's much bigger than what it is. And I think that that makes sense. I I don't really know if I'm following the whole collecting powers like Mega Man thing through the <laughs> through the through the land. I I'm not opposed to it. I just don't know if I'm following it the same way that you are, Paul. 
Well, but it's just like that's that's what could be a, King could Licorice's be a, like plan is is to collect these things like not, and all these not different necessarily kingdoms. even absorb the powers, but they could, he could also, like I said, it comes back to a thing of like he could be absorbing resources from yeah. those particular mm-hmm. lands, like almost like a almost like an industrial revolution that he just wants to take over. And he, I really like to, that idea. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. trying to turn everything in the licorice. And he's by like any, made these plants, and he's ruining the the candy land environment right yeah. he turned this colossus chocolate god into gloppy right, right. Yeah. and it sounds like <laughs> so you don't have you know instead of having like mints you know so like uh gumdrops and things like that like everything's licorice but he's just mm-hmm. using the different elements that the different cities or the different villages have and instead of being creative he's just turning everything to licorice mm-hmm. because and, he just wants control like he's more worried about control yeah and having a hold on people than just going over and having harmony he doesn't no, care about harmony. He cares about power. Yeah, I think Jolly is 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 a little asshole, but we'll get yeah. to that. <laughs> Jolly should be Jolly should be because if you notice, it's like, oh, do you need a ship? Jolly would have a ship. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, that's what I'm wondering. What yeah. I, what I wanted to think about is that I really like, and I don't know how you guys feel about, it, but I really like this idea of having to seek out Queen Frostine for some for something, right? I I mean that would and definitely be a good end of movie one. The ice cream sea. <laughs> you have this like really crazy visuals of this this ocean made of ice cream, right? With like ice cream waves. I'm just picturing like I'm just picturing like black licorice like speedboats. Yeah, they're just like hitting waves and just you know doom doom doom. And they got this this you know whatever boat that they've made out of licorice or gumdrops or, or whatever candy boat traversing the sea to find Chris Queen Frostine who if 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 we say that Queen Queen Frostine has healing ability who who do we need to save whose life do we need to save him and why because I think at that point it becomes that's like some of the that's like the the call that's bigger than what she was going in there for she was going to find her brother uh, but then when she got in there, she realized there there's a bigger risk, right? Like, right. or is it her brother that is injured? It's I feel a, like she needs to put aside her journey to find her brother to save the life of this other person because so this maybe, other person's more important. To so the maybe person. they have to. Maybe they need Queen Frostine's like, not like, because I'm trying to think like, should the king should King Handy be like asleep because everything's like been in peace and harmony so long? That he slumbers almost like Odin, like, and so they <laughs> use candy slumber. Yeah, and so they use Queen Frostine to go over and awaken King Candy. And, so, and I, I like the idea that King Candy is like the Odin in yeah, some way. He could be yeah, asleep. Yeah. He could be, you know, injured. He could be uh, encased in licorice. I don't fucking right. know. And so that could be their quest. Like that could be the overarching quest. Is like you have to, you know. You have to awaken King Candy because King Candy would be the only one that can actually, you know, that would not necessarily the only one that could defeat Lord Licorice, but like the one who can help you substantially defeat him. No, I like that. So I kind of like it as this. He gets he gets kidnapped. Her and Plumpy go to find Mr. Mint. Mr. Mint's like, well, we have to trek all the way up to to Candy Castle because he's going to be able to help. They go through. They have they face some hardships. Maybe Jolly joins them for a little bit and turns on them. Yeah. Grandma Nut turns into a weirdo. Gloppy tries to like consume them, and they have all these kind of issues getting there. 
And then when they do get there to King Candy, he's he's not even like aware right. of what's going on. And and I don't know what that is. I I don't know if him being encased in licorice is a good idea or him being in a a candy coma, diabetic coma. He's been caramelized. He fucking candy. I mean, you could say you could. Yeah, I mean, it could be something like that. Like there was like. It could have been like an assassination attempt or something like that, or like some kind of attempt on King Candy's life. And to save his life, they he was put into a slumber, and the only way they can heal is Queen Frostine. But they haven't heard from Queen Frostine, yeah. So like you have to journey to her kingdom to talk to, to her to get her, yeah, 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 to get her to King to heal King because she might have heard about all this and isolated herself because she's an island and closed herself mm-hmm. off from the rest of the world. And I think we kind of merge King Candy and Princess Lolly into the same thing. So Princess Lolly is still alive and there, Prin- right? Princess, Princess Lolly, it could be like, like, yeah, sends them on that mission to save her father, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Like she's she could be she could just be King Candy's daughter, and she yeah, just lives in the castle anyway, right? She just has this little gum, this little gumdrop lollipop. I'm I, I just think it's really I'm just picturing like. I'm just picturing a whole scene with like Grandma Nut where she like, you know, they're running away from Lord Licorice's armies and like she's like in here, kids, and you know they hide and they're like, oh, thank you so much. And, and she she's tries like, to fucking eat them, right? And she's like really nice for a while, and then she's like, you're gonna be part of the Nut House, and <laughs> the house tries to like eat them and absorb yeah, them into no. the, you know, and so it's like just like one of those weird like cabin in the woods type of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's like wearing that full body blue bonnet looking thing, yep. and you can. Yep. At some point, you got to see this like black licorice drip like out from underneath. Yeah. Like she's already she been turned, like, and, and, and that's when, when she she's like gonna be like, "We're gonna fucking eat you." Well, also because like the blue bonnet, if you look at everything, everything looks like it's like one piece, and mm-hmm. then the, her face on the front looks like a mask. Yeah. So could you imagine like her turning around and you just see like a tick? Like she's like, "Oh my goodness, are you guys okay? Like everything will be fine here. I'll get you some tea." And she turns around and you just see like a twinge or a tick in her face. And then it's like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And it's just a whole entire scene of them mm-hmm. trying to escape her, which she's actually, like you said, like she was originally killed and replaced by Lord Licorice's minion. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> and then she's trying to escape the they're trying to escape the house. So, yeah, I know. I mean, it's serious, though. <laughs> grandma nut. Nope, grandma. Good old grandma nut. So I, I don't really know where where Jolly fits in, though, to all this. He could just be like in the forest as they're they're going on their their way to get to the queen from like the mint forest. He he like tries to to hustle everyone. He's the Benicio del Toro from yeah, uh, you know, that's any movie he's, he's in. He's like he always playing both sides and like hustling people and yeah, you know. I think that like is it apparent that he's a hustler or is it something where he helps them out a little bit? No, then... he should help them out like a couple times where he like actively kills or fights the, the bad guys. But then mm. at some point, you know, he gets turned and is like, or they're, or they're paying a, me more he, now or something, he you know, he betrayed, like he could be one of those, like one of those, like half like chaotic neutral type of characters too, where like they all get kidnapped and, he ends up throwing them under the like they all get like a they all like get arrested or something like that and they're thrown into like a town jail and he throws them all under the bus and then he has like a redemption arc later where he comes to save them later or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I was or, thinking he could either 
sabotage them with gloppy. Yeah. Or sabotage them um, on their trek to meet Queen Frostine. And I was, I was just wondering if I was, I was thinking of like you know them going to get like a ship, and he's like, oh, I can get you a ship, but he's actually he's telling like Lord Relicorish what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like they, he, they pay him a certain amount for the ship, and he gets him a ship, but then. Lord Licorice's men pay him even more and they tell him them where they're going. And so there could be like a double cross, you know what I mean? Yeah, so he's yeah. just there to collect money. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's a yeah. fucking jerk. Right. He looks like a jerk. <laughs> fucking BDI, eat that guy. BDI purple douche. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is his deal? So I think I I I think it'd be interesting for something like that or or like you said, he could I mean, he could be a recurring character too and you really don't know what his end game is. And he's just playing both sides, like uh. Sometimes like he helps, sometimes he doesn't, and, right. and sometimes, sometimes he, he gets him in jail. Worse. Sometimes yeah. he bails him out, and just kind of like that ambiguous playing both sides kind of character, yeah. and just to the until he knows, you know, who he thinks Who's, is going to win is going to win. Yeah, what side, whatever side's going to win, that's yeah, the side yeah. that he joins. So yeah. So just to kind of get this straight, we have. We have our two main or two characters. One is the brother, one's the sister. They are we going with they? They're they're in. They one of them gets kidnapped, and then that plan or or yeah. I think I think the whole entire like destruction of their you know it could be the whole entire thing like Paul and I were saying was the destruction of their town, and they tried it. They maybe they tried to wrangle up the inhabitants to be like part of the factories or something like that, uh-huh. and then he they managed to like. They're both trying to break free, but somehow, you know, her brother gets like grabbed and she escapes and she just hauls ass into the woods. And okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, you know, so it's a whole bunch of like, you know, it could be part of the town being held prisoner at the castle and she's at Lord Licorice's castle. And then that's where it would start. Yeah. It's from there. And you can yeah. kind of cut to that every once in a while and kind of show the conditions right. there at yeah. Lord Licorice's castle and, right, because and what's going on. And they maybe could be even like, the brother has his own kind of like side story there that's going on, like of his struggles of, of you know. Right. Prison life, essentially. Licorice. Well, prison, I mean, it could be like the whole entire thing of like coming back to the prison thing. It could be his plot of him working, like fighting his way through like slave labor and prison life of not necessarily going back like, you know, 30 minute intervals, but like you know, check in on him every 10 minutes or something like you're not mm-hmm. every 10 minutes, but check on him for like 10 minutes to see what's going on. And he could also be developing like some kind of internal, you know, resistance against Lord licorice inside. And so it's just him trying to accumulate like supplies and parts and things like that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So she meets up with plumpy and he's like, we should go meet Mr. Mint in the peppermint forest. So they, we're going to the Peppermint Forest the whole time. They have licorice monsters, licorice min- minions kind of mm-hmm. chasing them. Yep. Um, when they get to the licorice forest, uh, maybe there's this like, you know, they're they're going to get caught. And and Mr. Mint runs in and, and knocks a couple licorice ba- baddies away yeah. and, and saves them. Right. Yeah. Um, and then they talk to him and basically it's. Well, we need to get to Candy Kingdom, Candy Castle, or else uh, so we can stop this because uh, Lord Licorice is 
you know, ruining the land. And, and like, even when you're going through the peppermint forest, you're seeing like half peppermint, half licorice, like yeah. monstrosity. It could be like, very like, uh, it could be very like fern gully type of fern gully esque type things where you could see like big licorice machines taking out part of the forest mm-hmm. and things like that. And then, you know, that's where you would, that's where you can develop more lore. Cause like, Mr. Mint can explain, you know, about that kingdom that he was part of. And it's like, our kingdom used to be a glorious kingdom. He was like, but you know, most of it was absorbed by Lord licorice. Like, and then he could, he could push the plot forward. It's like, you know, we must speak to the King. We have to talk to the King. The King will be the only one to help us. And that'll push them forward to getting to the candy kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then maybe they do when they leave the peppermint forest, they do pass by, a. Licorice Castle and the Licorice Domain, but they have to. But there's just licorice monsters everywhere, and they don't know what to do. So they they have to be really kind of secretive getting by, right? And then they try to go through the Gumdrop Pass, and they meet up with Jolly. And Jolly is a bit of a hustler, is trying to charge him a, a toll to get through, and maybe they strike some deal with him where he he joins them in some way. I mean, yeah, it could be like the, it could be like the, the, not necessarily reluctant mercenary, but like the, he's only, he's not worried about you. He's worried about how much money he can make or how many, you know, how much, how much fame and fortune he can acquire from this. Almost like the Han Solo. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Like the Han Solo type of person. Like, yeah, like later on in the trilogy, he has redeeming qualities, but at first he's just like an arrogant prick and he doesn't care about you or your persons. He's just care about making, you know, money. Yeah. And then, so, uh, plump plumpy convinces him that if he comes along, he'll get a greater reward from the King than he would ever from them. Yep. Right. So he goes along with them. So they go through the gumdrop pass and find their way in the peanut brittle house and grandma nut, Gets kind of crazy on him. Yeah, Grandma Nut is actually like one of Licorice's, uh, one of Licorice's minions, and or or she could just be a crazy like, essentially like a crazy cat lady, like the witch of a forest or something like uh. that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if she's a Licorice. I think it makes sense to tie it back to the the overall uh, story, right? I don't know if it necessarily makes sense to like drift away from that and just create some. So it, it doesn't, I mean, it, I don't think it hurts that she's associated with Lord Licorice. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that she should be a bad guy, though. I mean, I'd say, I think, I think one of those things where it could be, you know, Lord Licorice obviously probably put a bounty on all these, you know, on these people's heads if he knows mm-hmm. who they are and everything. So it could be one of those things, too, where she just thinks about like the reward that she's going to get from getting a hold of these people. And so. She brings him in the house, gives him a false sense of security, and then turns on them. Well, maybe Lord Licorice has been threatening to knock down her house, and and she's going to use that as leverage to keep her to keep her house. So actually, that actually works too. Like you know, Lord Licorice says you're in my way, but if you help me, I'll make sure that you're not in my way. Mm-hmm. You know, and that takes some of the heat off of uh off of Jolly that we don't that we that we're not really thinking that he's he's going to double cross on him yet because like we yeah. just got this. Uh, we just got this grandma nut who essentially is trying to fuck it and fuck them over. Right. But they're able to escape and you know, they head through the, the lollipop woods. I don't think princess lolly should be introduced yet though. 
I think she's. I think she should be with. I think she should be almost like acting king, quote unquote. Yeah. Like people don't. Maybe people not. Not obviously the whole kingdom doesn't know that King Candy's incapacitated. Yeah. So she could be making like, like you said, like you're talking about, like the not necessarily like the feminist, but like you know, making her like she's actually making all the decisions for the kingdom on behalf of the king. But the whole kingdom thinks that the king is still there. And she, uh, you know, once they get there, she explains to them that the king is incapacitated. Like, we need your help. And goes from there. So I think they, they make this trek through the lollipop woods, but they don't they don't find Princess Lolly there. She's not there. They're just no kind of going through the lollipop woods. Maybe there's some more licorice monsters they need to fight and stuff like yeah. that. Just to add some action. Uh, they go by kind of the seaport for the ice cream CC, but it's all frozen over and they then they, they don't they keep on going. Um, and then they get caught in the molasses swamp um, with gloppy. I think they need to, to obviously overcome that before they right. get to candy castle, candy castle. They realize the King has been uh, incapacitated in some way. Princess Lolly's there and sends them on a mission to go back to try to find Queen Frostine to heal the king and put him yeah. back in power. Now we I, keep on talking about this being a series and there being multiple movies. When when does this journey end and the next one begins? Do they go all the way to Queen Frostine and this one and and restore the king, or is that a that seems like it may be a bigger bigger story there, right? I think I think once they get to I think once they get to the to the seaport and going out to the sea, maybe maybe that could be the end of the first film or getting getting to that point or getting to you know right before they get into the kingdom. They cuz like Gloppy could be essentially like, you know, quote unquote the boss of the first film where they're trying to, you know, fight against him and escape the swamp, and they finally break free, and they make it to the kingdom, and that could be the end of the first film. Yeah, no, I like that. They make yeah. it They make it in, they walk through the big gates, and yep. then it's like the king is frozen in licorice. Yeah. And, and, and like, uh, we're here to speak to the king, and it's like, well, I have something, you know, and then it's like Princess Lolly comes in, and it's like, I have something to show you, and... She brings him in, and it's just the king completely frozen, and that's the end. It's just like you know, that's the end of the first film. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. And then the second movie, and and let's just, I, I want to do that real briefly. I think the second one is mostly is a lot of the the journey back to find Queen Frostine. Yeah, bring her back uh, against uh, Lord Licorice's forces. Right, and. You know, at the end of the second movie, I think uh, he she heals King Candy, and he's he's uh, <laughs> Mr. Mint has to die though. You think oh. he dies? In the I think second he dies one? in the second movie. I think or that Jolly or Jolly dies. One of those two. I don't think Jolly well, think dies Jolly until has the end. Turn on no. him. Yeah. Well, I think Jolly. Yeah, because in the second film, Jolly could have his turning point, and then Mr. Mint dies. Maybe Mr. Mint dies because of it, or. Yeah. I think yeah. I think Jolly then, could, like is the cause of Mister Mint's death in part two. Right, right. That's what I mean. Yeah. And then that's his redemption arc, and he ends up sacrificing himself in the third film. Yeah, yeah. To, you know, because it's just like this one's for Mint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And 
So I'm just I'm no, I was just laughing because I'm thinking of Candyland three, the return of the king. <laughs> <laughs> so then the king returns in Candyland three. Yep. Um I kind of want to give the 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 brother character a little bit more of an arc later on, right? Yeah. So I think that's so, where I, I, I think in the second and third film to help break it up, I think the second film starts giving more of the brother the a little bit more plot, like him putting together stuff. And then the third film would definitely be not a like massive chunk, but a good chunk of it, like him actually destroying like Lord Licorice's like main kingdom from the inside with the resistance of like people from the town and other villages mm-hmm. and things like that. Like actually coming up with like an overarching like plot of them working on destroying like the inside of his of his castle and breaking free out of it. But maybe yeah, Lord Licorice has like a daughter that helps the the boy escape and that oh. is part of him getting out and turning Lord Licorice's daughter against him in part three. So now you that have be this love interest. That yeah. Could be, they can meet in two. And that can be your B story mm-hmm. for yep, him. And could, yep. And that could be his love interest in three. Yeah. Like they, they end up like, you know, he's like, I'm going to escape. And she's like, take me with you. And he's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, when King Candy is alive and well, he, you know, raises his candy armies. Uh, they all storm, Licorice Castle. Uh, you have the internal conflict with uh, the brother in Licorice Castle with everyone there. Yep. And then it's just a big brawl for all to, to, yeah. to yeah. like take down Lord Licorice. Yeah. And then, I mean, it sucks that Mr. Mint died, but um, who are we going to have have kind of like the epic battle with Lord Licorice? Uh, it's going to be the girl, the main girl. The girl. Yeah. yeah. You think it's the girl? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I I think yeah I think that would be I think that would be fitting maybe we can do some kind of you know maybe we can do some kind of fantasy I plot th- where she has to find some kind of weapon or like King Candy bestows a weapon upon her that, that will help her like destroy Lord Licorice or you know she well, gets a weapon later on well, I, wonder I, if I Mr. think Mint Lord has... Licorice's daughter right he goes with the the, the boy and right. I think uh, so the daughter and the boy are trying to defect to the other side with the queen and the king. And at some point, Lord Licorice kills the boy and the sister just goes fucking ham and is the the Aragon of the story and just like destroys God, Lord Licorice. What kind, of, what kind of major, like that would... Oh, man, I would be heartbroken. Like especially right? if you figure like, out all this like, stuff, the whole and then it's like, thing. yeah, it, w- it would be a hell of a twist. Like especially in the third film, like if it's he like did killing all this Sam work. at the end right. of the movie, right? And you're like, fuck, right. no, not right. Sam. And he did all this work, and then, but like I, I'm with Chad on that. Where he needs, I think her weapon should be Mister Mint's weapon. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. Yeah. Maybe Mister Mint. I mean, like right now he's just carrying a candy cane, but yeah. he's supposed to be like a candy cane lumberjack. So maybe he has this kind of badass like. Candy cane maybe it's actually like a maybe it's actually like a mystic weapon that he carries with him because mm-hmm. he's like you know like it's like almost like Thor's hammer where it's like mm-hmm. only pure of heart can be able to like unleash the power of this weapon and and it could be that like you said like her brother unfortunately gets killed or gives the aspect that he, she thinks that he was killed mm-hmm. like you know he like knocks him off the edge or something like that like or like 
stabs him, but he really didn't die, but she goes ham enough to destroy him. Oh, no, then, no. I think we go yeah. super dark with oh, it. You go, go a super lot of dark people are fucking dying in this. Actually, right. I mean, that would... So- it like dangle the carrot of like, oh man, he was in jail this whole time. He's gonna break out. Yeah, there's there's this um this Asian movie, uh, I think it's Korean, um where this chick is kidnapped by a serial killer, and you're following the cop, mm-hmm. follow all the breadcrumbs to get to her, and towards the end she escapes, but then she like goes to the serial killer's mother's house, and the serial killer shows up and gets her anyway. So it's like oh. that whole thing where it's like, oh man, you're with her the whole time. She's going through hell. Oh, she gets out. She's going to be fine. And then she opens the door and fuck, she is done. And I think we need to do that to this brother. Mm. Just dangle it like he's going to do fine. He's he's taken side with licorice and good is going to triumph and dead. And just like mm. savage with like the kills in this Mr. Mint and the brother gone make this all feminine so at the end it's it's the sister and princess licorice that are <laughs> that are like the last one standing with and the king becomes, and queen and she becomes queen licorice yeah, yeah and she like works in harmony with the king and everything right. like that mean pretty savage pretty savage yeah, man that, uh, <laughs> depending on how we set up queen, queen frostine we we set up like some level of healing thing and maybe we could like Hint at that that she could heal him or something, and but she can't bring back the dead. Yeah, like she can heal him, but he's gone. Something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, you can add some drama there. I'd really like to get some back story in like the third, second, or third movie in the gloppy. Mm -hmm. And maybe Mm -hmm. I don't know how this happens, but maybe Queen Frostine, like maybe one of the first things they do in the second movie is take down. The factory that destroyed Gloppy and Queen Frostine is able to uh, restore well, Gloppy that makes, in his, that makes okay. sense in his because, former glory. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, well, like, how cool would that be? Like, uh, so because essentially we can make it so where that, like, the way to get towards because we got to go by his swamp anyway. Mm-hmm. And Queen Frostine and being ice cream and frozen and stuff like that, she's like, you know, she she talks about like who's Gloppy and stuff, and they get there and they're like, oh my god, you know, this is supposed to be you know, King, you know, Poseidon and, <laughs> and, and, and chocolate Yeah. And so it could be that. And so they defeat Gloppy and they destroy, or they destroy the factory. And it's a big scene where she, you know, restores it back to its frozen glory. Mm-hmm. And he comes back and he's just like, you know, he's like, Oh, he was like, I was like this. And you would show this big epic moment of him controlling his, whole entire swamp and like being able to manipulate it. And so that's how the attack like essentially starts on, on Lord licorice's uh, castle is like him coming in and just mm-hmm. destroying everything like, you know, in his yeah. path and showing this big, like epic thing, almost like the yeah. ghost army and uh, almost like the ghost army in return of the King. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I think that like once Lord licorice gets a hold of uh grandma nut that, that licorice and the, butternut toffee caramel it makes them like super strong soldiers right. so like th- having them be like, like super armor, strong like, and hardened yeah. armor um yeah. getting attacked by these multiple layers of different kingdoms i think that kind of evens it out right they're like super soldiers right but they're going up against the rest of everyone else in the the candy land you know right. 
God, this is I. I if Adam Sandler doesn't come nowhere, anywhere near <laughs> close to this. No, but I'm going to find out who his producers are and send them this right. podcast. <laughs> right? Just yeah, just send them this podcast, and then yeah. it's just, <laughs> next thing you know, it's a six hundred million dollar trilogy. Yeah, we're going to get writers credits on it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, it, like, it sounds amazing. It, I mean, I don't know. I think it sounds pretty incredible. I think it'd be great as a. Uh, if we couldn't do it as live action, if you did it as like a really like deep, dark animated film mm-hmm. or an- a group of animated films, like, you know how they've like Netflix has done a lot of like the Castlevania stuff. Yeah. Castlevania yeah. stuff like that. And you just did it like that. And if you change the name a little bit, like land of candy or something like that, or <laughs> Lords of candy. <laughs> yeah. I, I think so much of this is going to be, have to be animated. I mean, you're just, I mean like, it's just like a mixture. Right. I mean, yeah. You know, when you have like, your main characters and a couple other people are humans, but everyone else is candy monsters. Then yeah, should it be know, like that? TV. That uh, that like Beowulf style that uh, what's yeah. the name did where it's like the Mechas. Yeah, Zemeckis did. I I I like the I like what you said like the Castlevania style. Like, I like the know, Castlevania you, style yeah, too. Yeah, like where it's just like actually like not necessarily hand drawn, but like it looks like it gives the appearance that yeah. it's hand drawn. Yeah. It's like that kind of, and, and honestly like their animation style in terms of their action sequences and stuff would actually fit really well with this where they like almost like they pull a couple frames out and it gives it like a really like grittier static yeah. type of like, you know, where I you can, can see some cool see, shit going yeah, on. You actually, you <laughs> actually see a lot more movement and things like that. And yeah. so it's, I think it'd be cool to could, see something like that. I could see like all these candy canes like rising from the ground and then like yeah. they turn into the guys. They like uncompress yeah. and now like yep. they have arms and shit. Like you just see like Mr. Mint just like whirling his like his essentially his candy cane around just one handed and just yeah. destroying everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's I something just, we have to consider is that you know, there's single representation of, of who like I mean in the peppermint forest there's probably a whole like group of these guys. Right? Yeah. Mr. Right. Mitch is one of them. Yeah. I think some of these other people are probably l- less. I mean, there isn't 20 gloppies. Or, yeah. No, I mean, no. I, I feel like there's other like person. candies and stuff in there. But that, other candy people and all yeah. the other things. To consider. So, I mean, it's so like with Mr. Mint, do we want him to be like, you know, he's a peppermint knight, but do we want him as like one of the ones that's like, oh, you know, Mint's not going to ever do, Mr. Mint's not going to do anything. And then he gets killed and he realizes that like, out of all of them, he's really the bravest one when mm-hmm. they all thought he was an idiot, or is he going to be, like, the head of the Peppermint Knights? And Now, Mr. Yeah. Mint's fucking Jon Snow, right? Like, he, yeah. Everyone yeah. thinks he's just a bastard, but no, he's yeah. he's going to he's gonna fuck you up. And he's the chosen he's, Mint. He's going to, like, unite everyone, and he's, right. yeah, he's, he's not fucking around. Like, when they, learn of, when they learn of his death, it's like they all decide that, you know, he died for us, and yeah. he died for the kingdom, and so we're going to defend him, and mm-hmm. that's how... That's how, like, the Peppermint Knights join in on the fight to destroy Lord Licorice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so his official backstory is that he's a Peppermint uh, Lumberjack, a Peppermint Jack. Yeah. Peppermint Jack. (laughs) Um, So what I I was kind of thinking is that, you know, because the Peppermint Forest kind of leans into the gingerbread plum trees, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm thinking that Plumpy has had an... Interaction with Mr. Mint before he had to, for yeah, him to be right. like, we need to go talk to Mr. Mint, right? So Plumpy kind of sees Mr. Mint's potential, but everyone else in the Mint Village, all the other Mint people, kind of look at him as just he's just some slacker lumber, uh, yeah. not lumber, uh, 
Pepper Jack. Pepper Pepper Jack. Pepper Pepper <laughs> Pepper Jackamint. Pepper Jackamint. Jackamint. Checker Pepperman. Uh, Checker Peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and so he maybe he takes them originally to talk to the to the mint people, and they kind of turn him down for help. So he's like, "All right, well, I'm going to take you to the king, right?" Mm-hmm. And so I don't. I think that this. I think it all could be really cool, and I, I've I've not put any thought into what the story would be but just like <laughs> this idea of this epic fantasy tale based on Candyland mm-hmm. just sound oh has always sounded amazing to me yeah yeah i think you need to like get away from trying to make it too funny or too like joking on itself it just needs to be like yeah, real I and it needs do... to be like powerful and like yeah. Yeah. we're telling a serious story. And there's some comedy in there. There's yeah. action. There's death. But, there's love. Right, there's like, like all this stuff. And just make it based in a candy world. And right. And it would be amazing. I agree. Like you don't want to make it like super funny. Like you want it to take itself seriously and you want it to be lighthearted, but you don't want to make it meta mm-hmm. where it's like, haha, like we really know this is a board game. And it's like, no. It's you know you almost want to make it feel like like where did the board game where did the board game Candyland come from? Oh, it was based on this epic story. Yeah, yeah. and then the, the story was passed down, and they created this game called Candyland yeah. because of it. I think we want like, to take <laughs> we we want to take the fifth element and make it a little bit darker. Like it right. needs to have a little humor in there, but it needs yeah. to kind of make you believe that this is a an entire universe and world that makes sense. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would definitely not be one of those things where it's like every and we go back to like I go back to like Castlevania and stuff. It's like overall plot is very, very serious, but there are moments in there where there are like lighthearted moments. Yeah. But like the plot in the background is still very, very serious. But like, you know, you'll have banter between like people that don't necessarily like one another or like they'll they'll quip at one another and but they all know that when it comes down to brass tacks, that it's that it comes that they have to defeat, they have to defeat Lord Licorice. Yeah. It's not a thing of it's not a thing of like, oh, this is going to be one big joke, and we're not going to take it seriously. No, it's very serious. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, the, I'm thinking aliens, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's exactly it's yep. hard action. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's very serious. People are dying, but there's a lot right. of humor in that. There's a lot of jokes. A lot of like. Right them fucking around with each other and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm like, thinking of this. You'll probably you know? have like those lighthearted moments like, you know, maybe they're on their way to the kingdom and they're like sitting at a campfire and like you do like one of those transitional moments where, you know, she's looking up at the stars and like he's looking up at the stars too, like from the, you know, like from the prison yard mm-hmm. and things like that. Like where it's like they're both really connected to one another, even though they're in two different spots and they're trying to find one another. And it's those kind of serious things where you would, there's kind of serious moments where you're like, oh shit, a lot is at stake. And even though, like, once you get past the thing of, oh, it's Candyland, once you get past that, you realize that, oh shit, this is actually way more labor intensive, but way more thought out than, yeah. you know, than they you originally think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have some other themes in there. You got some you know, environmental themes, you got yep. some family themes and love and, and, and all that stuff. So I think it's really cool. Um, so, we are pitching a, a, a trilogy of movies here. So yeah. the, you know, main title is Candyland. Do we have thoughts on the, on the subtitles? Oh, subtitles. Um, um, 
and we don't have to get into this if it's too too much, but I think we can come up with some funny subtitles. Um, not funny, funny but, subtitle, but um, <laughs> not, not funny, but but uh, funny in in context. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's like uh, I'm just the second one. I think should be melting point. Oh man, I mean that's good. Um, what should the so first like, one be though? If you think about one. like trilogy titles and how they kind of set up what the story is, right? Yeah. uh, You have the one... I mean, if we look at Lord of the Rings, you have, like, Fellowship of the Ring, which is, sets up the mission. Set up the mission. Second one is... Uh, they're like they're they're big trouble this and is, they're probably not going to win this one. I was, the third I was, one is ours like, was was yeah was the the main like right. adversary yeah of it, right and then the third one kind of talks about what what the resolution is yeah. right and so I was uh, uh, go ahead oh. I think the I think the second one what would we call Queen Frostine's kingdom because we can always call it like Journey to like the Frosty Kingdom or something like that okay. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like it's because that's where you're trying to get to is Queen Frostine, and it's yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, whatever crystal queen. or whatever crystal or magic that she gives you, we can call it that. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. like you know, we could say Candyland, like you know, the the like the Stone of Healing or like thing, something like that. Like mm-hmm. you know, well, what do we have in her do? I mean, so we're going to find her if she's she's in isolation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe she's maybe it's called like Candyland, the isolated queen or something like that. Mm. Yeah, or the isolated kingdom. Oh, okay, I like that isolated yeah. kingdom. Yeah, and that's for the second one though, right? Right, that'd be it for the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, I think. Um, well, maybe maybe she's the lost kingdom. I think isolated is a little weird for a title. Yeah, yeah. The hidden kingdom. Actually, hidden kingdom would actually I think be better like journey to the hidden kingdom yeah i I like that because i mean that's a that's i mean it is hidden away from lord licorice yeah it's across the ice cream sea yeah so i would say journey to the yeah journey to the hidden candyland journey to the hidden kingdom yeah sounds yeah uh what would the first one be though i still don't know about the first one do you want to do melting point for the first one because that kind Mm. of sets up the fudge gloppy that sets up him (laughs) I don't know if those titles are consistent, right? We got I, one I just think like, I, it's like melting point. Like, well, like he's raising the temperature to make licorice. But, a thing. but melting point to me sounds like almost like a. But it's it a melting point very, of chocolate and yeah, candy. It doesn't sound very fantasy to me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. One of them <laughs> okay. sounds very epic fantasy, and the other oh, okay. sounds like a 80s uh, <laughs> yeah. action well, that's movie. what sets it, sets it up like an action movie. <laughs> but then it's like, seven. oh no, mm, we're going fantasy. Melt harder. Um. We can. Uh, I was thinking we we either establishing what the threat is, so like uh, you know something about lower licorice, or we're establishing what the you know the the hopeful like answer is. So if you mm-hmm. talk about like Star Wars, you got a new Phantom hope. Menace, right. which mm-hmm. is establishing what the, the threat is. You have a New Hope, which is talking about Ooh. like. Luke being the new hope for the the rebellion and, yeah, and for right. the Jedi and all that stuff. You have a fellowship of the ring is talking about like what that, you know, hope is the, the new or what the presumed answer to the question is, which it, it ends up being the fellowship of the ring and, and right. you know, various forms. 
saving the day, right? So, I mean, I don't think we were going to have like a, 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 a name for this trio of Plumpy, uh, Little Aryan Girl, and Mr. Mint. But <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. Oh, we just go one, two, three. <laughs> this we is the hardest a, part of the show so far. Candyland. <laughs> right, it is. Five, seven, two. <laughs> there you go. Right, yeah. going to talk about <laughs> right. Star Wars um, so much. Call it a Melton Bradley game. Right. <laughs> we'll call that one. We'll call that one Meltdown. <laughs> Grandma Nut Returns. <laughs> Grandma Nut Returns. Gammy. Gammy, Gammy Nuts. Gam, Gammy Nuts. Gam gam nuts. My, you better watch this. He's got a nut cannon. <laughs> um, oh, man, Blast from the nut cannon. Blast from the nut cannon. Oh no. Goody goody gumdrops. Right. Too sweet for TV. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine lifting up the shirt and, yeah. and it's just fucking it's just two gumdrops. gumdrops. <laughs> but it's like a bar, so censored on it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see it's just like the sprinkle, like glittery candy underneath. Um, uh, uh, I mean, we can always make them. We can make them candy puns too, if we can figure out. If what we to know do. any candy puns, goddamn. Right? No, yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, I think that I think that if we're just trying to, you know, highlight what the gist of the story is, the first one should, in a nutshell, should. <laughs> <laughs> in a grandma nutshell. Grandma nutshell. Uh you should talk about their, their journey to the Candy Kingdom, right? Yeah. And then the second one is really I mean, like the main story is about finding Queen Frostine and curing and and saving King Candy. Uh and then the third one is it's Candy about Wars. Restoring yeah, restoring the Candy Kingdom in the power, right? So, like, the first one could be like Adventures in the Candy Kingdom. The second one could be Journey to the Hidden Kingdom, and then the third one could be just like the the Kingdoms Collide. Yeah, Kingdoms Collide or something like that. Actually, that's actually that's pretty really cool. Good. Yeah, actually, it's really good. Like Candyland Three Kingdoms Collide. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't so think that be, gives anything away. Like who's no, gonna win it or anything. It, right? No, that's actually perfect. So it'd be yeah. it'd be adventures or journey to it'd be adventures in the Candy Kingdom, mm-hmm. and then journey to the Hidden Kingdom, and then kingdoms collide. Yeah, I like yeah, that. I like that. That's good. Yeah, this kingdom thread. <laughs> yep. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Now you can edit out for getting yeah, thirteen minutes of all that <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> So while we're at it, let's take twenty minutes to talk about uh, who we should cast in this some bitch. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely have to cast two Aryan people. <laughs> All right, so let's just go through who we need to cast. Right, we need two teenage twenty-year-old uh, mm-hmm. Tom I Holland. Don't care about <laughs> races or 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 anything because we're not casting them as little Aryan blonde children. Uh, we need to cast of Plumpy, which I mean, I would just go straight for Danny DeVito for that old dude. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, Plumpy uh, <laughs> would be Danny DeVito, <laughs> or, just, or like, like I'm just picturing Jolly his... Danny DeVito because I think he <laughs> play the shifty. Uh... No, I think I think Plumpy because of his voice and everything. I think that he would be better for it. I okay. think he would do. I think he would do well for it. Like his delivery and everything would be perfect. Um, I'm thinking maybe even uh, Paul Giamatti for Jolly. 
Uh, yeah, Paul Giamatti okay. for Jolly would, yeah. would be would work. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like thinking about him as the chimpanzee played in 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 Planet of the Apes, and while yeah. I hate that movie, he he had this like really like kind of like yeah. shady yep. thing he was doing. You yeah. Know? Um, uh, Mr. we have Mr. Mint. I was thinking Jude Law. Okay, I'm I don't okay know why. That. Yeah, I don't know why it just popped up. Like I like Jude Law. I like that. Yeah, I think Jude Law would work for. Yeah. I think he would just work, just like his personality and everything. I think he would work. Okay. Yep. What do you think about Adrian Brody for Licorice? Uh, for Lord Licorice? Yes, I Actually, love that. Yeah, that yeah. would work. Him yeah. like from like fucking uh, Predators. Yes. Um, where he has that like deep gruff voice, and he's just like and, ripped and skinny and tall as shit. He looks like the fucking character. Yeah. Yeah. I dig yeah. it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, and we'll touch back on the 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 two the two kids in a bit, but um mm-hmm. Gamma Nut. I was thinking Kathy Bates all the way for this. Kathy oh, Bates. Kathy Bates would be the shit. Yeah. Yeah, that, Kathy Bates would good. work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This isn't the first she, time we cast her, but we've been we've been I love me some Kathy Bates though. Again. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean Kathy Bates, yep, get her in Kathy, there. Yep. You're hired, Kathy. <laughs> yep. You're hired. Kathy Bates. Yep. And she knows Adam Sandler, so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adam Sandler should be the king. No. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, he's, he's maybe he's, Kevin James, but. He's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, Pat Oswald. Lolly. <laughs> um, Princess um, Lolly. We're going to put her, you know, at the same age as the other ones. Not, not a little kid. Well, maybe I don't. Maybe we should. Maybe she should be a little kid. And then she's in this position where she's like a little kid mm. with her dad uh, frozen in licorice and she's like leading, trying to lead as best she could. And that kind of explains why. I don't think she needs to shit. be super young. I would like, um, but like, you know, mid teens, I think younger than like the main kids, right? Yeah, that's fine. Um, but like, not like a seven year old, you know? Right. Yeah. Any thoughts there? What is her name? Maisie Williams. Okay. Maisie Williams, that sounds familiar. It's Aya Stark. Aya Stark. Oh, okay, yep. Actually, that would work. But I, but I mean, but is that like too typecasty though? I don't think so. She's not like no. a super main character in this. Oh, well, yeah, I, she I, would I, just be there just to say, like, yeah. here's the king frozen, and that's it, and then yeah. she'd be gone. She might do a I couple mean, cool yeah. things here or there in some of the battles. Maybe she shows up, but... For, for some reason, like Queen Frostine, just I don't know why I'm thinking of Rosario Dawson as like Queen Frostine. Ooh, I can dig that. I, yeah. I like that. That sounds <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love I some just, Rosario. Yeah. I'm I was just thinking, just thinking, I love that idea. Back to Princess Lolly, real quick. I mean, like, she's kind of like a bubbly character. I don't know. I mean, like, it's definitely not a typecast for Maisie Williams. Right. Uh, I'm fine with that casting. I don't, I don't care it's just uh i think i mean yeah if we're gonna make her like super bubbly and stuff like that it wouldn't necessarily be a typecast because if she was coming in and she was like a battle hardened princess or something then yeah that's that'd be that would be very similar but we can always make her just super bubbly and i mean i get the friendly. impression from her her what i know about princess lolly is that she is bubbly but. right she is bubbly. Um, so I have idea for the main twins. Okay. Uh, Jessica Henwick is the the Asian girl in Iron Fist who knows all the kung fu. Okay. And I think her brother should be Stephen Yen from The Walking Dead. Okay. So oh, now they're both that Asian. Would actually, 
and they both know how to fucking fight. Oh, yep. And she, yeah. And then, uh, he's got that built in inherent, like you feel for him and he's like a really good actor. So when he dies, it's going to be like heartbreaking, you know? His personality is really is, is like personality in general. Seems yeah, like it's really good. And so they're roughly the that, same age. So it works as them right. being like brother and sister, you know. Right. So who should be. Uh, the king who should, be, who should be. Well, we got the king and what gloppy left gloppy gloppy. Yeah, which I mean, I'm just going to say it. Uh, the rock. <laughs> yeah, because when he play, turns back into the, the, yeah, the yeah. he'd be able to play Mr. both, like, both sides, yeah. like both voices of Gloppy, yeah. essentially. Yeah. yeah, I dig that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and put that out there. As long as they zoom in, he does like a he does his his eyebrow his raise. Eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and besides, we need some star power for this, yeah for this. Yes, yeah. And then we're talking about King Candy, which uh, I think King Candy should be. I don't think he should be like one of those like. Like little round kings, I think he should be a big. Is King Candy gonna do some shit? Is he gonna fuck someone up? I think, I think the third one once he's I think, once he's I think, alive, yeah, you yeah. Know, he's a real king. So he should right. be like, beefy all through. I mean, he's not even in. He's just a name in the first one, yeah. And right. then the second one, he's frozen in in licorice. The third one, he's a presence. Like he's, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing like, like I'm picturing like him just being so badass. Like he's in the Candy Kingdom, and he just like cracks his staff on the ground. You actually start to see like all the different factories in different areas start to actually crack and crumble because mm-hmm. he has that much power. He just mm-hmm. sends a shockwave through the kingdom. So it's gotta be somebody like big and intimidating. Okay. Yeah. Some good, uh, I like that. I like a yeah. uh, good, strong presence. Right. The mountain. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't think he should the... be like overpower, like the right. mountain, like he should be no. like an average dude, but just right. like, but, I mean, a... it should be a talented, it should be a talented person. Where, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you know, like fucking Sean Connery shows up at the end of, you know, that would um, actually be badass if it was Sean Connery. You get him out of retirement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just too old now. You know, he does yeah, like that cameo in, uh, in, um, Robin Hood, right at the mm-hmm. end. And then, you know, that, that presence of like that big kind of guy. Right. Um, who should it be? Oh man, this one's. I'm just trying to think of some bigger, like, good actors that are are that. I think he should be a little older. I don't think he should be no. like young. He should be yeah. older, but he also should have that kind of kingly presence to him. Because I'm thinking like voice wise too. Because if it's going to be an animated film, like you don't want somebody like to come in and they voice it and it doesn't sound correct. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's in. Well, I was so. thinking King Candy, maybe Princess Lolly, Queen Frostine, Gammon Nut. I mean, some of these are going to be based on their lower looks, I would think. I don't yeah. know if they're going full animated. But right. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. But Could like, be a mixture of stuff, you know. Jolly and uh, Loppy are all going to be 100% animated. Right. right. Yeah. Um,. I mean, I, I, what if we go Carl Urban? Oh, do you think he's old Ooh. enough? I, if I mean, Maisie Williams enough? is going to be his daughter, then I think that is age appropriate. He would okay. be like a forties something, and her being twenty two. I think that's honestly, about like, right. Honestly, like his delivery, his delivery of serious roles, it could definitely help him. Yeah. You know, I mean, in terms of like his look and everything, because yeah. even even seeing him in the boys and seeing him in Dread, especially, yeah. Or we like, can give uh, uh, Sheen Bean a uh, uh, a role, 
Because he's a lot older. He's, but he's yeah. a big Chris beefy guy. Helmsworth, maybe. Yeah. Helmsworth. I don't know if he's, he's more of the line with... Um, What's actually, Sean Sean Bean would actually be a good one, and then he wouldn't die either. Yeah. So you would break. You get that redemption too. from yeah. uh, the the fellowship, right? Yeah, <laughs> I like I think Sean it, Bean. Yeah, I think I think it'd be cool if like you you know the I think it'd be cool the big reveal, especially in the second film. Mm-hmm. Like he's encapsulated in ice, and you really can't see who he who it is, yeah. like actor wise, and there's no mention of who he is. And then when you finally like heal it and the ice melts and everything, just comes out this fucking big badass Sean Bean. Yeah. And he just starts talking and it's just like, you know, he has like he has the fist and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And it's the just powerful like powerful voice. Yeah. yeah. And he has that big deep booming voice, you know, yeah. and it's just and that could be almost like the end of the second film mm-hmm. where it's just like, you know, he's like he's just he says some kind of speech and it's just like tonight he was like, you know, in the morn, we march for Lord Liquor. You know, we march for Licorice Castle, and it just fades to black. That's the end of it, and it's just him like oh, zoomed in on his yeah. face, just just sitting there, the, just angry as shit that he got frozen. And then that's the end of the, the film. Like the end is like uh, he 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 rises up and he's like, "In the morning, the kingdoms collide." Right, and then that's yeah, the yeah, title yeah, of the third that's one. The end. Yeah, <laughs> we ride at dawn, bitches. <laughs> uh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> I'm down. Uh, this I this is. We need really I love the casting on this. Yes, <laughs> yes. We're gonna like try to pull some other characters from other uh, other versions of this game. No, uh, honestly, I think I, I think, think this is solid. Core, yeah, I yeah. think the core cast that we have now. Yeah, like obviously, if you were making this, you would add a bunch of other people in there, right. and you'd probably throw in some of you know other characters that have popped up and disappeared, and you know. Adam, Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider and Kevin James <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Hen- Henry Winkler is going to have to be in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Bill Murray's brother. He's going to be like, hey, remember that time? Remember that time? Mr. Mink, go, go, go get that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> So I'm thinking for the head off. <laughs> I'm thinking for the poster art. We, um, you know, I'll, I'll do like a mock up of, like, you know, the you want to do a trilogy, and, just, then, uh, <laughs> and then I'll put all three names under it. Okay, but then like just have like a if I can do it. I have no idea if I can do it, and frankly, I'm sure the people that actually pay attention and maybe not will notice. I've been so busy. I haven't even been. Uh, updating poster art for the past couple episodes, but whatever. It's 2020, <laughs> um, you get a buy. Yeah, Everybody no, I mean, it's just buy. been crazy lately, <laughs> right. and, and we've been, you know, really pushing it just to get the episodes out on time, right. and I just haven't had time. And eventually, I will catch up with poster art and get all that stuff together and everything. But, um, what I was thinking is, is actually like to take the candy lamb board and turn it into like. A kind of medieval style like a like a fantasy map kind okay. of okay yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right yeah that'd be cool to, to, to do like a a recreation of it and then the and sequel then really big on it candy land with the uh with the you know peppermint um pattern mm-hmm. and then underneath of it we have the the three subtitles yeah, yeah. and one of the the newer boards uh, labels it as the Kingdom of Sweet Adventures. <laughs> I didn't know that was a <laughs> subtitle for. Uh... Oh. 
So that's that's my uh, my thought. I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on. No, that sounds cool. No, no, that sounds that definitely sounds cool. Like, yeah, I, I think that'd be neat, especially for a teaser poster when you announce it as like a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the like the teaser poster where you have all three subtitles immediately, and you're like, oh man, like mm-hmm. three movies. <laughs> I think yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. This is yep. <laughs> this is pretty cool. I have yeah. I really love this idea of, of that. I, and I honestly think that let's see, film adaptation. This is on Wikipedia. In two thousand five there was an animated feature called Candyland The Great Lollipop Adventure. In two thousand nine, Universal Pictures announced plans to make a movie based on Candyland. Uh Eaton Cohan. I don't know if uh, he Writer, he wrote Madagascar two and okay. Tropic Thunder. Okay, he was hired to write the Tropic screenplay. Thunder and Madagascar so, I mean, two. <laughs> they That's clearly extreme. were going with someone who has a history of kind of um, genre parodies because they were also hired Kevin Lima, who directed Enchanted, which is also oh, yeah. which is also a parody, a, yeah. a genre parody. Uh, how, however, that kind of panned out. 2011, they got a new writing team, and that kind of panned out. In 2012. Columbia Pictures, Happy Madison, and Adam Sandler were in the final negotiations to develop the film uh, with his, with Robert Smigel. Um, Smigel? Smigel, which has, has written a bunch of Adam Sandler's movies. Um, but in 2014, um, there was a lawsuit that took place over ownership and royalties of characters and storylines introduced in the 1984 version which is what we're basing it on yeah the the the, hmm. the game that we were basing this off of so right now this is kind of in limbo right yeah for the past six years so i don't know if anything will happen with that but right. it's kind of silly that um i'm just thinking like I'm, fucking adam sandler is gonna make yeah it. maybe maybe he got it after pixels or or something like that or mm. before yeah, pixels. i mean it could be like one of those and remember yeah. when i think it was what was it hasbro was doing those like lame they were trying to do that like Hasbro verse where it was like that the battleship. <laughs> yeah, they did battleship yeah. and stuff because when did when did battleship come out? I it know. could have been like one of those things. Like two thousand eleven, like, I think. Something yeah, like that. it was like, oh well if this takes off, like, you know, we need to make sure that we have a board game too. Two thousand twelve was when Battleship came out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I never it saw it, like, so <laughs> no, I didn't watch it either. <laughs> I'm gonna read the plot synopsis of the Candyland Great Lollipop Adventure 2005 animated movie. I, I, oh, I want to make it very clear to our audience that outside of looking it up halfway through the episode knowing it exists that we didn't read this. Um, so the evil Lord Licorice starts to take over Candyland, assisted by his bites, changing it from a brightly colored happy kingdom to a somber drab-hued place. Gingerbread Boy Jib, which I think they're re- this is replacing some of the... Um, the characters from the 84 version with new versions. Yeah. So like Jib or whatever, instead of like the little Aryan boy. Yeah. Adolf. Is <laughs> <laughs> um, traveling the rainbow road to the annual sweet celebration. He enlists his friends, Mr. Mint and princess Lolly to save Candyland from a terrible fate together with other Candyland characters. They outwit Lord licorice and restore Candyland to its colorful self. Lame. In my opinion, that sounds like fucking lame compared lame. to the movie. <laughs> yep, yep. Especially like, since ours is a trilogy of films, and this one's probably like an 80-minute uh, shitty animated romp. Yeah. It's all about fucking 
getting color back into the universe. We're yeah. talking about real fucking stakes. Yeah. Right. Like we're talking about the the conquering of a kingdom and and the and the destruction of resources. Yeah. 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 That yeah, can actually that like destroy Candyland. Yeah. Goybitch. Goybitch. <laughs> Goybitch, I tell you. <laughs> we'll just wait till the rights lapse and then it's like, how much are these? Ah, uh, we'll give you 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not going to assault. No, no, no. <laughs> and then we wouldn't have money to make this. Right. We wouldn't have the multi billion we, dollar we <laughs> we have the little action figures. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't have the 600 million to yeah. do this. <laughs> this is going to be like one of those uh, things we were talking about when we had Jamie Nash on, where it's just like a script that uh, that should not be made on a Twenty thousand dollar budget, but we're <laughs> <Yeah>. gonna do it. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine trying to do this like on like you said, like just a really low budget. It's just like a bunch of kids like cosplaying, and, and it's just a bunch of static cameras everywhere. <laughs> it would be awful. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that's the episode. Yep. Uh, Bob, I know you've told our audience this before, but why don't you? Tell them again, uh, what's your show, where do we find it, and uh, why should they listen to it? So, Complete Geeks is a weekly podcast where we talk everything from video games, movies, TV shows, including reality television, um, and action figures. Uh, I talk about action figures on a weekly basis. Somehow, we always get around to talking about Ninja Turtles. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, it's just it's just overall it's a, we're non-biased in terms of consoles. We just uh, just sit there and bullshit about video games usually anywhere between an hour and 2 hours every week. Um you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at complete geeks and a link to our Discord is in our Twitter profile. So if you want to join our Discord, we have a very active community as well. So we will we have community plays between, you know, people in the UK and people here and yeah, it's just overall a good time, good community and everything. And so, very enjoyable. Great. Yeah. And this is Script Prompt 2. You can find us on our website, scriptprompt2.com. Find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Script Prompt 2. And if you like what we're doing and you want to hear more of it, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash scriptprompt2. You can get bonus episodes and early access to all of our content. Thank you so much, Bob, for joining us. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for filling in. <laughs> oh, no problem. Uh, Thank you for having me. I like that we get to do this sometimes. Bob is yeah. my oldest friend, so it's just a lot of fun to have these conversations and 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 you know include you in because you're you're pretty good at this actually. <laughs> oh, thank you. I just I, I just think it's funny that every time I come on I'm like, man, this is going to be I don't know if something's going to top McGruff the crime dog, but I think we just did it. <laughs> and we did it about Candyland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, next time we're just going to do some other thing from yeah. 1984 yeah. that weekend. <laughs> right. Everything yeah. is just a nostalgia trip. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, I'll take that action. Yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> yep. All right, thank you. Good night. Bye-bye.